This episode of the Golf Game of Podcast on the Sports Game of Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 10 bucks at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger at WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacat. Uh, by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And PropSwap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And StableDuel, it's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 k with one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And listen, in order of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made stealth driver. Get in at SGPN slash Masters or click on the contest link in the SGPN app. All right, DJs, welcome back to the best goddamn week of the year. It's Masters week. We have a huge show for you guys tonight. We're calling it the Fatal Four-Way. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. We have Andy Lack and Nagels Bagels. There's four of us here. We're going to do the best we can. Steve, are you ready for it? I am. I mean, I ate about 50 cough drops today to try to sound a little more presentable on audio. So, yeah, you, yeah. You, sound, you sound much better today. I'm yeah. ready. And we have uh, two other guests here to kind of take a little bit of the load off me. So I'm not talking a bunch. So, yeah, welcome Andy Lack and uh, Jeff Nagel to the show. Me and Jeff are great talkers. So I think you're in you're in good hands tonight. We, we're happy to carry the load, probably to your detriment at some point. A loquacious bunch you are. That is for sure. Exactly. I appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight. It's always a pleasure to join you for the big events. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm freaking excited, man. I think, I'm gonna, need, I think I'm gonna need Mario to, to make that internet single uh, stronger. You were you were just cutting out a little bit. There. Did a phone line just go down in, in Jersey? Yeah, what happened? What was that? Did you I don't know? Did, maybe did you, maybe it's getting Andy Lack here. You know what? I, th- I think he sounded okay right there. So right there, just keep rolling with it. Yeah, All right. So before we that. get it off, I got to ask our two guests a question. I've noticed something for the past like month or so watching uh, Nagel's show. So it started at the players when you guys kind of got into it. And then Jeff Nagel went on a little bit of a rant and he ended up having the best week of his entire career that week. Uh, there was been some disagreements about Spieth. Uh, I think last week there's some disagreements about bunker play. It seems San Antonio. So listen, we're going to turn a little this into the Mari Povich show before we get into it. So you guys okay? Like everything's cool with you guys, right? You want okay, Andy, the, Andy, the, Andy, of course, mine first. Yeah, okay, Andy, so Andy. of course I want to. Jeff is family to me. Family fight all the time. But my issue with you know, my crazy uncle here is that his big shtick on his show is starting off the show with talking about what everyone else is saying, right? right. Everyone's saying speed sucks. Everyone's saying bunker play matters here. And it's like 99% of the time he's making direct references to my show, right? <laughs> so he wonders why he gets texts in the middle of his show saying, Hey, man, if you want me to dispel this bunker thing for you that you blatantly just said, I don't fucking understand. Like, let me let me do that. Right. Or or that's the, that's the thing that I'm talking about here is that in his show, I take a lot. Uh, I get dragged a lot. I take a oh, lot get, of scrap mill. 
drive by. You get drive by yeah. quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Thought this, I thought the bunker play was me, so I'm glad it was you. I was like, why is Jeff shitting well, all over me being pro- important about bunkers? It was probably us. You're, you're, you're <laughs> not immune to it, too. He takes no prisoners. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, definitely a few times. I know I've made a take, and then there's definitely some indirect, like, passive-aggressive, like, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Kind of show. Listen, it's very easy. <laughs> do a show on Wednesday after everybody said all this stuff. Wait, wait, I have one more thing. And then, and then he has the nerve to say, by the way, I hit JJ spawn at 210 to fucking one yesterday. And Nagels goes on a show and his takeaway is I'm not impressed with JJ spawn at all. You know, all these idiots have been betting JJ spawn forever. Uh, Same thing as Tom Hoagie, who I also hit by the way. Same thing as Luke West, all these guys. Not impressive to me at all. You guys have been burning money on these guys. It's like, dude, first of all, it's my first time ever betting J.J. Spawn, <laughs> ever. It's my second time ever betting Tom Hoagie. And it's like, gosh, can we just be happy for our friends here? Thank you. We were texting about that last night, right? I texted you that random guy. I don't remember his name. I won't even say his name on Twitter. I was like, wait, who's this fucking guy? Does he know you? Yeah. We ratioed the shit out of him, by the way. Right, Did you so- saw that? Yeah. So hold on. Let's let's give Jeff a chance yeah. to respond here after uh you think <laughs> he just piled out. <laughs> All right, Jeff, your response here. Okay. I love Andy. I like to think that I've been with Andy since the beginning, before his rise at the superstardom. We have some uh he's friends with some people that I you know, whatever. He could be friends with whoever he wants. Fine. <laughs> so, so can anybody. It's fine. I don't harbor any I don't care. You know, we have, there's a large age difference between the two of us, and that's good. Yeah, fine. I'll be the crazy uncle. Okay, but when I'm talking about stuff on my little show, it is not always a direct hit. I know that if if Andy thought if I had a problem with something Andy said on his show that I or there was some type of misunderstanding, we could hash it out behind the scenes as a non-issue. There's no. It's it's all in good. It's all in good fun. We have fun with our friends over at Golf Digest and, you know, there's group text, there's stuff. So there's no, there's no ill will, harboring bullshit, jealousy. It's all nonsense. That being said. (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was fucking waiting for it. It wasn't, okay. When I said the J.J. Spawn thing, I'm not impressed. I'm not saying I'm not impressed that you won that wager. That's that's fucking awesome. You won 201. That's great. I'm talking about J.J. Spawn, the like the golfer, like that the prototypical guy that never wins. That is a very popular play. That yeah, fine, they'll win eventually, but that's all. That's all that is. So. It's not it's not always about you, Andy, when I'm talking about anything. Or it's not about you, Capper. It's not about you, Steve. I'm just talking in I'm just shooting the shit. I'm just yeah. saying, yes, I heard this, I heard that, and I don't always source things, but whatever. And it becomes funny because he'll say something about me on one of his shows, and it's like, don't watch that. So then I'll say something about him on, on my show. And then we'll start. Then there's a whole text thing behind the scene. And like nobody's pissed off. It's all for fun. So, yes. To answer your question, Steve, yes. I think we're fine. I don't have there's no there's no issue. But yes, when I'm raving and doing my thing and then I get a text from Andy, like 
what, what I'm, you know, you're watching me. You know when I'm busy. Don't, please don't do that. Just wait until after the show. I literally texted Andy when I was I was rewatching it because uh, I I can't watch it at the time you put it out because I have small children. That's bedtime and it's a goddamn shit show at my house. And I texted Andy. I was like, oh my god, you texted him in the middle of the show. Like it was. It was Twice. a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And I also want to push back on you saying you will bring it up to people. Sir, you were very upset with us, which we didn't realize about, about something that we had hashed out, but you never brought it up to us. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Wait, I, I, wait, I don't know if you was No, no, no. I, no, I time out. I know what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. And, yes, I... But, <laughs> this goes back to like Liberty National. This goes back a long way. I remember when I heard about it, and yeah, it bothered me. Yeah. But I, but you never brought it up to us. I waited. I waited, and then when you were done for the players pod, that's when I said something. Right, bro. That's, and you, that's you, a long you, time. You could have quelled your issue if you had just texted us. It's not. It's not a quote issue, or it wasn't an issue. I don't want to project. I don't want to, I'm not going to assume. So I just did. I let it play out. And when it played out, I said, oh, well, you sure you don't want to ask that person? You know, because I'm not a fucking child. This isn't high school. It's just like, okay, no, I'd love to do it. I appreciate your loyalty. Thank you very much. And I'm here for you. Always. So yeah, but yeah, you're not wrong. I did run the Andy Lack as soon as I found out about that. (laughs) And I was, I was, yeah, I was like mad, but I didn't know if I should be mad. And Andy came off the ledge. That's what I'm saying. Me and Andy go way back, man. So I'm not worried about anything. So yeah, he can say shit about me. I can say shit about him. But we're cool. All right. Love it. Love right, it. Right, Andy? Yeah, a hundred percent. Can you guys hug it out over like like virtual hug it out? Right virtual hug. Virtual yeah, hug. Yeah. 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 We're good. And Nagels. Nagels. All please. Right. When you drink your fucking water ball, can you not crush it? The audio is terrible. Every time you do it on your show, it makes me insane because my kids do it. Makes me note to self. Now, the next time, text me during the show. (laughs) Oh, 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 I absolutely will now. I like to text you when you're trying to go to bed. That's all right. Why why don't we transition to the master? So, Andy, (laughs) why don't I ask you first? So, I mean, you've been probably asked this question a lot today because you've been on 50 shows. So I guess what sort of stats and angles you're looking for this week as far as like making a DFS lineup or just players in general that you're targeting? Well, let's talk about the weather, right? Like that is, what's the deal here? Because I didn't, I, I have so much to do today. I was going on like local St. Louis radio. Uh, I, has it changed or like I basically my thing on my podcast, um, was I'm all in on this narrative that I think this course is going to play as long as it ever has. I think it's going to play closer to 78, 7,900 yards than it is to 7,400 yards. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of rollout in these fairways because it's supposed to rain for 12 hours straight from Tuesday uh, afternoon to, to early on Wednesday morning. And so I'm all in on you know, these guys that hit the ball really long and high. And when I say all in, like it's, I'm basically talking about like the lower guys, right? Like at the top, all of the guys do that really well. I mean, we could talk about Cam Smith and Spieth and Morikawa a little bit who are a little bit less. So, but like the angle I'm taking is like, okay, you play Kisner and Nah and Harmon, and I'm going to play Peters and Bobby Mack and Cameron Champ. Like 
that's kind of the angle that I'm taking for better or worse. But now people are tweeting like some the tour junkies guy was tweeting their sub air under the whole property, which I have not heard from my close connections there. Uh, when I say close connections there, I mean my my Twitter friends that I've made uh, <laughs> recently. Uh, ground, shout out my my groundskeeper buddies. Um, and that the course is quite, so it's just like, this is the angle that I'm taking. I lose all the fucking time, but I've also had some pretty good success doing this too sometimes. So I could be wrong, but that's kind of where I'm going this week. Hey, can I respond to that, by the way? Yeah, How ridiculous the notion yeah, is that there's sub air the under summer. the entire property? No, there isn't. It's like every other golf course, there are catch basins where it allows to drain all the water. Okay, so Steve, I was 97% sure that you were right on that, but the only reason why I didn't come back at him was because he was on property and I screwed up my sub air take at the players, so I didn't want to get it wrong again. But I I know, I agree with you. I was like 97% there. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not how sub air works. No, it, it's it's specifically for greens. Like, there isn't, it wouldn't be for that. So I don't know. I mean- even if it is like, I think wind will end up drying out the golf course anyways, kind of like 16 and 17, as long as it starts to basically not rain during the tournament, if there's low humidity. It's not gonna be able to absorb any more moisture. Sure. Like the fairways won't roll out a little bit. It'll start rolling out a little bit more towards the tail end of the week, but the greens are going to firm up just because yeah. it's not going to rain. There's going to be the sub air and that's what you really need. In order for summer to really work, you need the elements around it to, in order to cooperate. And that seems like what's going to happen. Like, I haven't seen anything with the forecast that's going to change. Um, I'm still looking at 2017 as far as a good comp. Actually, 2016 is also a good comp. The week before the Masters, they got four inches of rain. Now, it didn't rain during the week, so it played a little more severe and firm. But, again, similar conditions. Struggle to get into the 70s, a westerly wind up to, like, 20, 25, 25 miles per hour low humidity it's gonna be a tough scoring masters and if you look at that leaderboard you had to have a little bit of length even danny willett had a little bit of length that year yeah so yeah it's 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 mostly guys who for me at least you know have some length but the secret sauce though is a lot of those guys were really good around the green too and that mm. kind of helped me separate a little bit between the bombers who just are kind of one trick ponies and the guys i actually really want so that was kind of a little bit my theme this week so you All bet right, luke list <laughs> yeah I, I bet him but it sees on my radar. All right, Jeff, so. what are you, Jeff, what are you looking at? Anything different? Well, I, I want to ask about this weather, but I knew you were going to ask that about uh, looking for something different. What I like to do, and this is how, one of the reasons how I got on Hideki last year, is I like to look at a player's majors record, just to, not just at the Masters. I like to go one page deeper. Uh, our friend Stevie Banford has a great resource of uh, a player's majors record, and I look at that. And I think that that is important in a major. I always value pedigree and experience and, you know, moxie, somebody who can perform in the in the bigger events. So yeah. I, I, I look at that. But about the weather thing, and we talked a little bit of offline about this, Steve. And I'm curious with as far as uh, let's just take Brian Harmon, for example, who doesn't hit the ball a long way. And if this is going to be a, a very long Masters, a very long golf course, you would 
you would say, okay, well, uh, that doesn't suit a Brian Harmon. But at he had a top five at Aaron Hills, which was a really long golf course. And I want to know what the difference is. If it's, if it, is it a rollout thing? Is it the width of the fairways? Is it like what, what would be a, a logical explanation why maybe Brian Harmon is in play? Or if you look at like the ocean course last year, there were a couple of guys that weren't very long that performed well there at a really long golf course. And that was windy. And like, those are the types of things that I'm trying to, those are the types of things that I'm thinking about and trying to figure out. And I wanted to know, I told my brother, I'd ask people that were smarter than me about it. So, so I, mean, regarding, I have a take on this too. Yes. Yeah, so regarding Aaron Hills, I think that was more of just a rollout thing and just the wider fairways that year. Uh, I mean, listen, a shorter hitter definitely still can thrive in these conditions. If you look at the 16 and 17 leaderboard, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick did well. Soren Kjeldsen, not a very long hitter. Lee Westwood even really wasn't all that long either. And then you look at 17, you got Matt Gucci towards the top. Uh, you have a Ryan Moore. The difference, though, with them is that, like, it just makes their job a little bit harder. So what I found is that, okay, if you're a shorter hitter, you basically got to do it'd be, like, elite in, like, short game or putting or, like, iron and putting, like, two other things because you got to be able to compensate a little bit. And in these conditions, the green regulation rate is going to be much smaller. It just – Distance is going to help you. Basically, you're on, like Andy Lack, you've mentioned it a couple of times, you're on second base, basically. That's what's going to give you the edge here, and then it just takes everything else there. So, yeah, like, I mean, you can go for a shorter guy. It's just that their margin for error is going to be a lot smaller, and it's going to be a little more difficult, and they're going to have to almost kind of pull a rabbit out of their hat, like in some other areas in order to still contend. So, I mean, I don't think they're completely dead. I think there's still some value with targeting some of those guys, but – it just makes their life a little more difficult. Andy, do you want to continue yeah, you know, on that? What's your take on that? Yeah. You said it well. I, I just to just to piggyback, like there's gonna be a shorter hitter that finishes top twenty this week, one hundred percent. Whether it's Kevin Na or Patrick Reed or or Harmon or Answer, whatever, there is always gonna be exceptions to the rules, right? How did Patrick Reed win at Torrey Pines? How did Patrick Reed win at Doral? How did Patrick Reed? win at Augusta, right? There's going to be somebody this week that gains nine strokes putting. I would just rather not have to try and guess who that guy is that gains nine strokes putting yeah. and take the guy that, as Steve said, has a little bit of an easier path. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, it sounds like sounds like the two smartest guys in the room uh, are valuing length and uh, and around the green. I mean, is that safe to say? Can we can we nod, nod our heads on that? Yeah? We good? Yeah, that, yeah. that's basically... Yeah, that's, that's basically yeah. when I looked at the 16, 17 masters, just looking in general here, just like that seemed like the really thing that stood out to me. And that, and that kind of drove a lot of my leans as far as like separating the wheat from the chaff here. Yeah. And I'm not playing like there's some guys that we'll talk about that I'm that are in my pool that aren't bombers by any means, but they have an elite other skill set, as right. Steve kind of mentioned. And they're not like aggressive. They're not. I'm not playing anyone in the bottom 10 percent, 10 to 15 percent in driving distance. Yeah, I like it. I I, I agree with that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it does seem, especially if we're not going to get any rollout. And something that uh, and it was on your podcast, I think, hmm. that I heard that they cut the fairways the opposite way to discourage rollout. Is yeah, right? I learned that. I learned that from Bamford when we Dude, were talking. I, yeah, it's like when I heard that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's not. Yeah, they started like, doing that years ago. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Like that. that, that I didn't either. Like a, yeah, it was a golden nugget for me. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 I yeah. take zero credit for that one. That was, Bamford told me that one. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it, by the way. I listened to uh, I, I listened to the start of his when I was driving my daughter, except she had she made me turn it off. She was like, I can't listen to this, Dad. I was like, I'll, I'll listen to it later. It's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. All right, why don't we take a break, and then uh, we'll start breaking things down. All right, well, listen, if you guys are looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from five-star wind resort properties, from classic table games to the best lot thrills and jackpots. WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. You sign up today, and you'll receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. And don't forget about the win bet win hour from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Better prices on select game and anyone who has the win bet app is alerted right on the hour. Make sure to down. Make sure to get down on the win bet $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies for up to $200 in free bets. Uh, there's so much to choose from and all you need to do is download the win bet app or visit WYNNbet.com to get started today. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions do apply at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older to play and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And Andy, let me ask you something. Listen, mm-hmm. if somebody if somebody was giving away a stealth driver and all you had to do was leave a a podcast review, would you do it? Yeah, I would yeah. do it. Is oh, you guys tweeted that, right? Yeah. I think I'm in your contest. I already <laughs> yeah. think I did it. Yeah. Well, tell maybe your listeners aren't as lazy as our listeners. And maybe they can go give a review so they can get into the contest to win a fucking $800 stealth tailor-made driver. Is like, this on your Twitter? I'll retweet this. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. shoot it to you. It's insane. Okay. Like, there's just, people are just lazy. I think that's right. Oh, I got to do three steps to win something for free? Listen, we already give the picks for free. We're gonna, all you got to do is click three buttons and hit five stars and put KKKKG. I don't give a shit. All it helps is my algorithm. I don't care. Like, just get it done. Get it done, guys. It's a free stealth-made driver. Do something. Lazy sacks. Let's go. There you go. Chastising our audience like an overbearing dad or I get what we want. Okay. I got I got four kids, bro. All right? This, you do. Certain kids act better with certain things. And apparently, like you got a lot of, got a lot being, of practice with that then. Being nice doesn't work for our children. Okay? You got, you got to give them the whip and not the carrot. There you go. All right. Well, with that said, let's transition to the $10,000 range of draft tables. So, Andy, why don't you start it off? Uh, why don't you give us one player you like and then one player you're fading? All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say. You guys know I like Justin Thomas. Yep. Uh, I bet Justin Thomas to win. He's going to be the highest owned player in this range. Um, I have a big bet on Justin Thomas. I don't think Justin Thomas is the best DraftKings play. I hope that makes sense to listeners how they can be different because I'm looking at Justin Thomas at 22% and I went deep on ownership today, guys. Like I actually have calculated my own ownership metric from like, uh, four different sites that I really trust. Um, I cause I really want to get this right. And I think some sites get it wrong. Anyway, I, Rory's the play. He has to be the play. If Rory's 9% on a soft golf course, he has to be the play. Um, so, and then I'll say this too. I know you asked for one. I'm going to give you two because there's two guys I'm playing up here. And I know Nagels is in tune with this already because he hinted it at it. If John Rahm's 15%, that's the steal of the tournament. I mean, that is that is crazy to me. I thought that John Rahm would be 24%. 
He's not even as expensive as Scheffler. So for me, and I have this whole theory about his putting too. For me, it's Rory and Ron. And Fade, I want, I'm, I want no piece of Hovland. He's, he's got low ownership. That's fine. I get it. Um, Rory has the same ownership as Hovland. So I'd rather play Rory, who has a much better short game than Hovland, and still hits it as long as high in him. So the guys I'm playing up here are Rom and Rory, and I'm not playing Hovland. Okay. So, so just so we we love JT as an outright. Yeah. So can't you get different somewhere else down below if you think he's going to win the tournament? You're gonna yeah. Win. But here's the thing. So if JT's listen, if JT was twenty two percent and Rom was twenty percent or even eighteen or nineteen percent, I would play. I would play Justin Thomas, right? But if we have a situation where Justin Thomas is over double the ownership as Rory McIlroy. Justin Thomas is not double as likely to win this tournament as Rory McIlroy. Just like if Rory McIlroy was available at double the odds that Justin Thomas is, if Rory McIlroy was 28 to one and JT was 14 to one, I'd bet, I'd bet Rory McIlroy, right? So once we get into a situation where the, all this, I'm worried about the JT thing. I, I say this in the most, you guys know, I'm humble and very critical of myself. (laughs) The episode that I put out Sunday, like, murdered any download record that I have ever had by a lot. And it's Monday evening and I've already gotten a lot of with you on JT pound emoji DMS. I just, he, I, I worry about that in DraftKings. And I think the margin between JT and these other guys is not 50 X. It's not 50% X. If that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. I was just checking. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Who, who the next one? And then we can get into it when I when I pick one. So, who's who's up next, Steve? Uh, Jeff's up next. Jeff. So, Jeff, why don't you do the same thing? Pick one guy you like, one guy you're fading. Okay, I will. Andy, you 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 had a passionate rant about your faith in your JT pick and all the research and everything you went through, <laughs> and you didn't care who was cursed and you didn't care who was beckoned. Picking them and who was doing this and who was doing that. And then you come on here, who do you like? And you're like, I'm going to fade JT. <laughs> okay, that's that's something I don't, that's. I didn't know Rory was going to be 10% and kill everybody at the Valero. I yeah, recorded that on Saturday morning. I yeah, didn't it, know that the Rory thing was going to happen. You're always well, allowed I, to change I, your mind. I, with new I thought for always. sure. I Okay. My point is, I'm not killing you for that. My point is, is that that's just not. I don't have the ability to do that when I, uh, when I make the make my my choices. Like if you have the if I have a conviction in somebody like that, and I think you know, they're going to win the tournament, and I have a bet on them, the ownership doesn't matter. Because if he wins and you win your bet, but your DraftKings lineup sucks, you're going to be like, well, I knew I, I don't understand. I just can't do that. So for the listeners out there, Andy and I play these play these things a little bit differently. Now, I thought that I was going to be a genius coming on here and saying that I kind of like, well, who, I was going to ask you guys, like, who sucks right now? Who is nobody? Who's nobody talking about? Who's nobody playing? Where, Which way is the wind blowing? Literally. Yeah. And I thought, I think that the answer is Rory, that nobody is, nobody's picking Rory. Yes, probably because of what happened at the Valero. But he was first. 
he if you just look at his timeline of the year so far, he had that near miss overseas. He was okay at Riviera. He was first round leader at Bay Hill. He got vaporized at the players, but he that doesn't he, count the players. He got that doesn't count the players. Excuse me? It doesn't it count? Doesn't, no, it doesn't count. He was That's what I'm saying. Too. He was on the wrong side of the drive. Saying, the wrong when, side. He, when he came back from overseas after he blew that event, I think he finished third. And then he played Riviera and he was fine. And then he goes to Bay Hill and he's first round leader. It's like, okay, I'm ready. Let me just get to freaking Augusta. And the players didn't go well. And he knew that match play decision was not spur of the moment. He said that on the on a podcast back in the fall that the match play is just he doesn't feel that's a good preparation for the week for Augusta. Mm-hmm. So he played the Valero. I knew that in the in the fall that he was going to miss miss the match play. So he's trying something different. I think his game's fine. I don't think I don't think he needed the Valero and. Yeah, now we're, now you're getting low ownership. Now you're getting a wet golf course. You're getting it's got to be it's gonna you have to be long, and he's got the course history. And everybody's talking about everybody else. The Tiger's there, and there's a distraction. So I thought I thought I could make a real good case for Rory. So thanks for steal, stealing that That's one. That's what I was gonna say. You were just mad that I got there first. That's it. There's after, no other, there's no other anger other than the fact that you got there first. Other than yeah, after an impassioned JT is gonna win rant that got more than anything else in history. <laughs> I'm worried about Kyle. I, I'm not gonna go over everybody. So my fate, I they're all good. They're all good plays. They're all very good players. They all have a good chance to win. But yeah, it's got to be Hovland. It's got. It's got to be. Even though, it's got. Yeah, just from the uh, experience and short game angle and everything else, it's got to be. But he can win too. Who the hell knows? Uh, don't don't fence it. You're fading Hovland. All right, Steve. Who you got? I mean, this is gonna be boring because I was gonna go to Rory because I was gonna be the one to do the uh, do the defensive end. I guess. I mean, How I guess the only thing I, does this get? Yeah, I guess the only thing I can add is. So I did that little elimination game last night, and even with the bad Valero result, he still ended up being towards the top of the list because he has been just solid overall. He's got the great short game. The iron's been fine. He's got everything I'm looking for, length, you know, long iron play too. Um, And I just think, like, listen, like, just intangibles-wise – I mean, look, like how many times we've been with Rory, like, okay, he's peaking before a major, like, let's bet him. And then now at this point, he's like, oh, you know, he sucked last week. Like, who gives a shit? Like, it's it's the Valero. So maybe something different as far as like got that out of his system. I don't know. So I have nothing to add. The fact that his ownership is really low, I think it makes it really appealing. I like him just in general. If you look at the 16, 17 leaderboard, which I have been doing a lot, he finished top 10 in both. I know he can play in these difficult conditions. Um, I mean, I guess like Hovland's the fade, like you guys said. I, I just want to point out too that like DJ is also drawing some significant ownership and his short game has been low-key bad this year too. And that kind of just goes with my little spiel at the beginning where, yeah, you got the length, but you need to have the short game too. And that's just something he hasn't have really had this year. And in these conditions, it's going to be hard to get the ball to the green. You know, the green regulation rate is going to be a little lower. You're going to miss your greens. And yeah, I mean, like it just it's it's very subpar compared to what those top guys have been doing coming in. So that's my fate, considering just he seems to be drawing a lot of ownership. So, all right, Capper, what about you? So 
I'm be yeah, 100% honest. I thought I could go light on this because uh, I figured uh, Andy would come in here and make a great case for uh, JT since he was going first. But then, uh, I don't know, he tucked tail and ran. I don't know why. I think JT is winning this event. I do not give a fuck if he is 20% owned or not. If he wins, then that's the play. I will eat the chalk up here and figure out where else to go. The course history is great. Uh, whatever it was, it, it was after T20 um, last year, but that was prior to the weird whatever happened to that. What, the weather delay and just made a double or a triple and just melted. Like it, it was just bad. Like it was bad. He was in contention. He was like a shot or two behind. And all of a sudden, like now JT is not it. Now he's got his now he's got his hero Tiger back. Like. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how I don't know how you don't play JT here. He's a perfect course fit. Uh, he checks all the boxes for everything you want, other than the fact that he was trending on Twitter today, which frightened me. I've texted it to you guys. I was like, why is he trending on Twitter? Did he like what's happening? Is everybody on him? I don't care. I like, think it's because he's playing with Tiger in a practice round. Or people just love inside golf podcast. Maybe. Maybe it could be, man. It could be. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so I don't give a shit. I'm eating the chalk with JT. And I'm – listen, I took the I took the easy route just like the rest of you. Uh, Victor Hovland. His around the green game is terrifying. And if he gets in a bunker, he's bad, which means all four of us are off of him, which means he's going to fucking get his first win on U.S. soil. Can I, can I say one thing about the Hovland thing, by the way? Yeah. And, and Jeff, you were the one that actually ended up being right about it. We all said, like, hey, I'm a little concerned about the Hobbin short game thing. And while I agree it cost him the win, he probably could have won the players if he just get up and down. And the API. Yeah, and API, <laughs> too. Yeah, that, that was a bad disaster Sunday for me. Um, yeah, listen, like, <laughs> we said the same thing before the players, and he had a finish in, what, top five? Yeah. So... I don't know. It's harder around the green. I know, I know, I know it is. I, I, I totally agree with that. I just, I have a very good memory about what we talk about before tournaments, and this is kind of giving me a little bit of deja vu because I had the same opinion as you, Andy Lack, as far as like I don't want any part of Hoblin in these conditions, and Jeff ended up dunking on both of us with that. So, <laughs> can I, can I make a request moving forward, Steve? What's that? Can you just call him Andy instead of Andy Lack? We've no, heard. I like calling him Andy Lack. Yeah, <laughs> you guys all call me Andy Lack. I just Andy. call you Andy. It's weird. Why? Like, like that's just a weird thing. I don't know. It's no, awesome. I, I don't know why. No, hey. overruled. Overruled. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you, <laughs> Jeff. It's my goddamn podcast. It's not overruled. All right, Jeff. Can I ask you a question? Of course. So you were asking me about how the West winds were going to affect Kyle Morikawa, which I didn't really have a good answer for because. Kind of depends on pin positions and everything like that. But I guess what changed? It seems like you were pretty hot for trial for Colin earlier. And now you're not playing. I mean, he's got low ownership, too. So what changed? Okay. I've been having this uh, debate with in my head and with my brother. Because my brother's got some big outrights on Colin. So And I love Colin. And I I, I want him to do well when I was thinking, there's like how, do I, how am I not going to have him in my lineup? But then I was – I. I don't know how you guys feel about naming other podcasts, but on another podcast, dude, I, name name whoever you want, dude. Yeah, yeah who cares? Well, Andy Johnson, the fried egg, I love love the guy, and he was making reference to Colin Morikawa and his ability to hit his high fade in the wind, and I was thinking about it is because you know he did. I, I don't even count the players because that was. I mean, no one's going to play well in that wind, but. 
Uh, he wasn't great at he wasn't great at the Valspar. But then I was talking to my brother about. It. I'm like, I'm not sure about Colin in the wind. And then he mentioned Harding Park. And I'm like, oh well, you know what? That's actually a pretty good point that he played well in Harding Park. So I I've, I've been researching and thinking about it, and because I knew based on interviews I heard Morikawa give that he's going to play his stock shot. He the reason he feels that he was he was hitting shots he wasn't comfortable with, and he's not going to do that anymore. And going forward, he's just going to hit the shot that he wants to hit, which is his nice, beautiful high fake. So, yeah. so when then you, you start talking about a difficult wind and coming in from the West, well, if the ball's going, you know, the ball's going left to right, is, is that mean that the, the ball's going with the wind or it's going against the wind? Like how that's, I was, I was really galaxy brain branding the whole thing because he got destroyed at the players. I, but I don't know wind direction. I don't know the direction a hole is on the course. I, that's like, that's your stuff. Like, I don't know. That, I don't know. I come to you when I have questions about that. So I figured out. And then I heard Mayo is going to be all in on Morikawa. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's probably the end of that. So it didn't really matter. So I stopped thinking about it because I don't. You can't, you can't, you can't play. I just, you can't thing. Thing. I just like a thing about vibes. And and energy and gut feelings and when I hear somebody make a case and listen, Pat Mayo is like a the, you know the godfather of the industry everything else and I tweeted at him and he doesn't answer me but I mean he is the one who said last year that he doesn't think Kyle Morikawa's got the game for Augusta that he doesn't think that 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 suits him and I was like no that's fucking bullshit. The greatest iron players in the world, that's, that golf course is built for them. So why are you thinking that? So I played Morikawa last year out of spite. Now it didn't work. No, but no. I, you you played something out of spite? No way. Yeah, believe it or not. I was say, so how I, do you remember what I go back to him, I think he can win the Masters. Yes. But not this year. This year, somebody else is going to win the Masters. And that being said, let's get to the $9,000 range, shall we? Jeff, okay. I can't yeah, remember who I picked last week. How do you remember who Mayo picked in the 2021 Dude. Masters? It's no, insane. I know who I picked at the Masters, and I did it because of that take. It's insane. Dude, Steve, will, Steve will ask me. Steve will do the same shit. He'll be like, oh, hey, fucking seven weeks ago, you did this. I'm like, Dude, I don't remember it. How the fuck yeah. do you remember it? Like, I take some happening? of these things personally. No I'm way. Little, you, so, listen, Jeff, about anybody things. who is listening to this who knows you, that who doesn't know you, uh, he really appreciates Thursday tweets, and he's not sensitive at all. All right. We are about 50 minutes in, and we just got through. No, no, we're 38 hour. minutes in. All right. Well, oh, my friend. pretty good. Yeah, by the way. yeah, it's pretty good. All right. While we move to the $9,000 range, Jeff, why don't you kick it off? Why don't you give us one player you like, one player you're fading? I couldn't Tell believe us. it that I was I was first on the first on the agenda for the That's $9,000. like I didn't stack it like that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, – I went for a walk today. I spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time thinking. Let me get my nickname. I've been taking in. I've been taking in a lot of content. I've been listening to some stuff. I've been reading some articles. And I was really, I was really torn. I was really. It's like, am I going to go down this road? Is this really going to happen? So I went out. And I took a walk, and I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about it, and I really think that it is going to be time that Xander is going to overcome the struggles that he has had closing out tournaments. I'm not worried about difficult conditions or wind or length or course history or 
strokes gained stuff. I've been I've been kind of mapping this out in my head since last summer that there's gonna I have to figure out a way figure out a like a path to which Xander would be kind of like under the radar and nobody really be picking him. And everybody picked him at the match play just two weeks ago. And yeah, there's some there's some uh, there's some talk about how if he drifts, everyone's going to play him and his ownership on DraftKings is going to be high and all that. But, you know, he's priced. He's the 10th guy in pricing, 9,600. And it's not like people are picking him and starting their lineups with him. He's a secondary and tertiary option to another guy in the 10,000s. Xander is not somebody that everybody is picking this week. So am I going to, is it, am I making it too much about, making it too much about me? It's like, am I going to be a fraud? Am I just going to be a fanboy and I'm just picking them because that's my guy. I've been rooting for this for years and everything else. Or can I just give a sincere take? And I can, I can give a sincere take. Give it. It's well, it's, it's, it's very plausible that everybody had him at the match play and he busted the ear and now he's kind of under the radar. You know, there's different levels of under the radar. I'm just telling you that I didn't see anybody taking Xander to, uh, today or yesterday. I see, might see might see him on a card here and there with somebody with 100 Twitter followers, but it's not like everybody's talking up First Xander. of all, Twitter followers doesn't, doesn't – I'm saying nobody, nobody with any, nobody's writing, making golf picks for a living is writing up Xander this week. Okay, it's the other shiny new toys, and that's what I was hoping for when we got here. And now we're here, and that's the case. That being said, like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about Rory now, but I so uh, that's gonna, I'm gonna, that's probably how I'm starting my lineup. Gonna go Rory Xander and. I'm going to bet him. Let's see if his number falls. I don't even care. I'm still going to bet him. So, you know, last week he was 18 to 1. Odds came out. Now he's 20. It might go further down. Ooh, it might I got, oh, I got longer than that, sir. Oh, but I don't want to hear that you bet on Xander, Mr. I, I hate Xander. But I, I, first of all, I have never said I fucking hate Xander. We've been over this. I never liked his number. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. I don't want to hear it. Guess what? Guess what? If I cash it, it's still the same money that I get to spend. Is it almost because the Masters is a no-cut event? Like with, you know, the amateurs and the old guys playing? I want to read you something. I knew you were going to bring this up because you're an asshole. (laughs) The last five U.S. Opens. Fifth, sixth, third, fifth, and seventh. That's five top tens. And the first five U.S. Opens. Yeah. by the way, there's like one person in history that's done that. You know who the fucking that person was? I do. Fucking Bobby. Andy, who is it? No, it's his thing. Okay, got it. It's Bobby Jones. Oh, is he any good? Come on. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Masters himself. Yeah. So I don't give a shit about your no-cut bullshit. I don't care about <laughs> anything. I don't care about the fact that he, we've got unfinished business. We've got unfinished business. And I am... It's like I am 90% uh, confident and 10% hopeful that this is going to be it's going to be the week. And everybody's betting Brooksy and everybody's betting DJ and JT, maybe a Cam Smith and Jordan Spieth and Tiger's back. And there's a lot of other shit going on. 
and we haven't won in a while. It's it, it it could be time. And I thought maybe it was time at the U.S. Open last year, and I was wrong about that. But you know what I got going on behind, and everything is kind of turning up Nagel lately. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, ride just, you know, just, I'm going to ride it until she bucks me, and let's see. Maybe we have a we have ourselves a week, and that's what. And I'm going to fade. Uh, uh, who am I going to fade? I forgot. I forgot to. Oh, I'm going to fade Bryson. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about that. All right. Low hanging fruit. All right. Listen, and you know I do the best cut shit just to break your balls. Uh, Steve, who you got in that game, Rich? So I'm actually going to see my time to Andy because I think we're going to talk about the same player, and I'm going to let my guests talk about him first. I have a Ooh. question for Jeff. Hang <laughs> yes, on. Can't you just make that entire argument for the guy who is a hundred dollars cheaper coming in at much lower ownership and has a better number in the betting markets? I don't give a shit about your freaking number. As far as I'm concerned, all 10 guys that are either 20 to one or lower or 25, those guys, they're all the same. And it's just, you pick who you think is going to perform well this week, regardless of number or DraftKings price, you could probably get two of them and that's who you go with. And it's going to be fucking cold and I don't want to hear, um, no, I'm not going to pick Cantlay over Xander. I'm not. Even, even yeah, on, even, make even, sure, make that case. But it's me and I'm making the case for somebody else. I don't like, if it's going to be cold and windy and bullshitty, I, I don't, I want Cantlay in the fucking desert. I want it when it's hot in August at a FedEx Cup event when it's five million degrees. I don't want him. I don't want him here. So and Xander's got a better record in majors. Xander's got a better record at this golf course. And people think Cam is better than Xander, and that's fine. It's time for Xander to show something. Like we're getting to the we're getting to a put up or shut up point. And I want to hear about a fucking gold medal, and I want to hear about anything else. I just want to. I just want to. Let's get a fucking gold jacket. It'll make everything whole. Or a green jacket, not a gold jacket. What I say? Did I say gold, you, you gold, say jacket? gold jacket. Green so jacket. Gold jacket. Who gives a shit? See, you care about the gold medal. Gold medal. You, that's what you care about. I was thinking about gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Okay. <laughs> All right, Andy. So are you are you about to make a case for uh yeah, Van Grass no, Cantley? I like Cantley. I'm not gonna make a long case i don't agree with jeff that can't play can't play in cold weather and i don't understand what has changed so much with him i mayo's for some reason really getting dragged in this show he's not going to listen so it doesn't matter but when he came on in the show i'm personally that just, offended by that no, he doesn't listen to any it don't take I, it personally I, I, he doesn't listen to me either but but uh I don't understand how the pendulum has swung so far in the other direction with him. I don't get it. I mean, he had this, and I said this too before the players. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I said this. I said, Cantlay, the two events between the Masters and the West Coast Swing might be a natural letdown spot for Cantlay. And they have been the past two years where Cantlay plays more than any of the other elites on the West Coast. He plays the Amex. He plays Pebble Beach. He plays Riviera. He plays the Hawaii tournament. None of those guys play both Amex and Pebble Beach. And he talks about how he loves 
that West Coast and and that POA. And so when he gets to the players and the match play, maybe it's a little bit of a letdown spot. And suddenly, because he misses the cut at the most variable tournament on the PGA Tour and then misses the cut and then doesn't get out of the group stage at the second most variable tournament at the PGA Tour, he the guy who... The guy who was 35% at Pebble Beach and people were saying is better than John Rahm two months ago is 10% at $9,600. That is fucking dumb. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. That's yeah. dumb. So I bet Cantlay to win at 25 to 1. I'm playing him. He's in my main lineup. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, like the, I like the Cantlay play. I think everything he says is right. Um, he just doesn't seem to be a guy who, like you said, he plays a shit ton on the West Coast. He doesn't seem to play well in Florida for whatever reason. He just yeah. doesn't. Whatever it is, uh, like I like that, um, and I, it, I like playing him as well. It's the um, type of case that I thought Jeff would like, but apparently not. It has a lot of nagels in it in my it reasoning. Yeah, It does. It, abs- it absolutely does, except it's next to his binky, so he he just can't do it. So I've, I've asked. I, I asked. I've asked. Jeff this before like I don't understand how you can just like how do you like for me like for sports right you grew up I root for all the Boston teams because guess mm-hmm. what it's in my blood right it just is it's like you're indoctrinated into it but golf for me I have golfers I like but I'm not upset if a golfer I like loses and I still win money like it makes no matter to me like, yeah. like it's like so that's just the way I look at it it's a completely different way of looking at it than Jeff does but so I love your I love your can't lay play and I thought you were going to do that so I want to bring up Brooks. So he is Sobel cursed, mm. but Ander reverse. Yeah. Also said he can't fucking win. And yeah. this is somebody who I texted. I texted Steve earlier in the week, like, like before, cause you know, you're Jones in for shit. And like my Valero other than Woodland was like done. And it, I was like, all right, so I think I'm just going to football bet JT Brooks and a couple other guys that we can talk about later or tomorrow. Like, Brooks, he's he's chalky. Mm. Everyone is fucking tipping him. He's sobled. But man, two top tens. The last year doesn't count with the miscut with his fucking bad knee. Like he's top five in this field for driving distance. He's a fucking big game hunter. Like are we are we all gonna feel stupid if we don't bat Brooks at twenty to one? I'm not Jeff, okay. No. I, don't I, didn't think bet, so. I didn't bet him either. So all three of you no. guys, you're all out. How could you? Yeah. How, he was, I, he was my fade, which I so, didn't give. I don't No, I got nothing. Never mind. No, well, it's fine. He looks great. You're starting to line up with Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. Like, what are you doing? Listen, man, I can get cute down below. And I think JT is going to fucking win. I think Brooks can win too. You have Xander who hasn't won shit in three fucking years. So don't criticize okay, you don't need to take shots. My question, though, is I, I don't my if we're talking Brooks at six, you think Brooks is more double likely to win the Masters than Cantlay? Like no, double? I don't. I don't. I don't. And that's that. So it's 20 to one versus what? 25. Did you get Cantlay at? No, I'm. Yeah, I'm talking about. D, I thought this is DFS show. I'm yeah, saying I'm Brooks is. Tw- I'm saying Brooks is. Up. I'm saying Brooks and JT are the two highest owned golfers on the slate. So I'm just telling you, I know, I know. you better play fucking VJ Singh. If that's <laughs> no, right. well, I told you I like Cantlay, and I knew you were going to talk about Cantlay, so I yeah. talk about Brooks, right? Because I like him yeah. for now. So maybe that's where I, I got my question. Can I say one thing on why I think the Brooks train 
I I think it it gets going like really big time around major season, and yeah. all it takes is something little. I watched the match play. Like I didn't see like to me, he still looks like not peak. Like I thought Rom outplayed him in that match. Yeah, we talked. Um, we talked about. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, we talked about. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm not playing Brooks at that ownership. Okay, that's fine. And, and look, I like the I like the Cantley play better than the Brooks play. I might like Brooks better outright, just because I don't know. I I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. But I think the Cantley play, as far as ownership goes, I feel like that's probably the better play. Okay. Okay, Steve. All right, I guess it's my time to go. Uh, so I, 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 Cantley's not the official play. I just want to say one more thing. I like him in this range. Um, as far as like cold like weather and like weather in like windy conditions. The other top 10, he has the majors, the T3 at Bethpage Black, and that was a tournament that struggled to get into the 70s. It was in the high 60s all week, and that got some significant rain leading up. It was soft fairways. It played really long, and it got some wind in that tournament, too. So I know it's not the same golf course, but similar high-level concept. I think he can do it. So I guess the guy, and, I, and I, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, of, okay, if you don't have length, what do you got to do to kind of compensate for that? And you got Daniel Bergerson there at $9,000. And again, like, you know, he, like I have for the last two years, he get, had averages about 295 and a half off the tee, which, listen, like, that's short relative to everybody else. It's still 295 and a half. You know, I think the average driving distance back in like 16, 17 was like high 280s. So, yeah, I mean, like, guys can still get around, I think, at this place. It is a lot longer. But, like, I guess the one thing I like about him is the approach play is really good, decent with his long irons, and he's scrambling. He's a good putter. And he has a top 10 in weather conditions, I think, where they were similar that we're going to see this week. And that's 16 Masters. So, yeah, and it does not seem like there's a couple of our guys down the DFS board that are kind of similar, but they have a lot higher ownership. Burr doesn't seem like he's getting that. So I think that actually might be a little bit of a leverage play of someone who – if we're going with a bomber narrative, there might be someone who creeps up at the top because they can do other things really well. He might be the guy. So that's why I like that. And then Brooks is my fade too. I just like, I mean, listen, like he's been fine. Like I think everything's been kind of looking okay. It just, I think considering where the ownership is, it doesn't really warrant it considering where I think other players are. So that's my fade. Fine. Fine. Burger's going to be like 6%, Steve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Super low owned. Super low owned. But it it doesn't worry with his track record here. Like he's he was in. He, he's got a top ten here. Well, okay. One. And then last year he was coming in good form and missed the cut. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like him after like his uh, little little beefs over the last couple of rounds. Maybe maybe it's uh just a personality bias for me. Yeah. I mean, listen, that was last year. So. Can Can I ask one question to you guys real quick before we move on? Yeah. So I this applies i know nagels is a one lineup guy but i'm just thinking out loud here like yeah. if you're a 150 lineup guy which i'm not i'm like a 10 to 15 lineup guy that's right that's why i am too like i'm gonna put bryson in one of them he's gonna be two percent <laughs> no at, at, yeah dude okay hang on all right he's gonna be two percent he's the number one player in proximity from 200 yards plus he's the number one player in driving distance and he did this at St. Jude, where he said he was recovering from COVID and he didn't have his game and all. And he was leading on the back nine in Memphis. I'm just saying he's going to be 2%. And it's he's the longest player in the field. And he hits the ball really fucking high. 
And he's the number one long iron player in the field, not because he's a prolific iron player, but because a 200-yard shot for him is an 8-iron when it's a 5-iron for much other people. So he's going to have these clubs with much higher loft into these greens. I'm just saying for – if you're playing a lot of lineups, game theory, fine. But I mean, yeah. he's he's been wild off the fucking tee. Wild you can be wild off the tee at Augusta. And guess I, what? The fairways no. are soft, so it's gonna stop where it lands. You're not gonna have to worry about what we just saw in Texas, where he hits it in a bush and then it yeah. rolls to another bush. Yeah, I'm just right. saying. I'm making what the about, case. That's it. No, no, that's fine. No, no. This is as far as the game theory plays. Think like whatever, man. Like, look. I mean, at two percent ownership, that's fine. And if you're doing, so if you do 15 and 20 lineups, then what you do? What yeah, fucking put him five, in one five, five lineups and you're fucking double to triple weight the field? Yeah, so, I'm gonna put him in one or two. Yeah. So my response to that is, I just don't like Bryson for this golf course because I all have a thing where. Like I want Bryson at golf course where he cut corners and gets a place where other people really can't. And Augusta National, it doesn't really seem like he can do that. Like He's in Memphis, it. in Memphis, I liked him in Memphis because there are a lot of dog legs he can cut off a shore in the hole, get to place where he, other guys can't. It doesn't seem like that kind of works here at Augusta. So that's why I don't really like him here. I don't think he has as big of an advantage here as he might at some other places. Mm. That's just me, though. This is a whole other podcast. I actually like Bryson at this golf course. Really? For a whole other pot. Yeah. Maybe we can we, we don't have time for that, but no, that's we a don't. good one for us to talk about later. Okay. I think he's gonna win the Masters. Not this year, but at some but point. But at some point. Yeah. When he stops trying to overpower it and actually thinks his way around it. Mm, I don't know. I don't hate the overpower thing, to be honest with you here. Okay. But All anyway, right. different podcast. Different okay. All right. Does anybody have any thoughts on speed, real quick, before we move on to the next range? I will say he's kind of become a hashtag team no putt guy. All of a sudden. You said the other night, which blows my mind. It is. I, I mean, looking at look at where his stats are. I mean, the biggest weakness in this game right now is the putter. All right. Andy, thoughts? Um, I will say this about Spieth. I'm not playing him at that. I think the ownership is right now. It's not that bad, but I think it's going to creep up. I will say this about Spieth. Super nerdy of me. I created like my own distance metric this week to <laughs> to measure distance. I Spieth is not short. No, like, he's not short at all. He's no, not he short isn't. at all. He's te- he's, he's I, long enough. He's pretty long, actually, Speed does. I, I, I just wanted to say that about him. No, no, and I texted fucking Steve because I was looking at, uh, like, driving distance and fucking whatever, all this other shit. And I was like, dude, PJ's going to be – because he texted me something earlier where PJ was broken. And I texted him back. I was like, it's telling me that Speed is longer than DJ. This is not correct. And we figured out what the problem was. But yeah. it was the same thing. But he is – he's sneaky long. Yep. Even back in 2016, he was 51st in driving distance uh, that year. So he's always been kind of sneaky long. Everybody thinks yeah. he's kind of this scrubby, like, yeah. you know, hit her off the tee. But, oh, he's always had a little bit of length. All yeah. right, Jeff, you've been quiet for longer than I know you want to be. So do you got any thoughts on speed? Uh, no. Uh, I, I just don't want to uh, add to the chaos. You know, you guys are. Bro, this is what it is. It's the chaos. This is what, listen, we all want to give our thoughts and opinions. We're trying to regulate this. And we're doing I might, fine. I might, we're doing I might fine. I might bet Spieth, I might have an outright on him, but because of the, uh, because of the, the, you know, the length discussion. Yeah, I know he's not, he's not a bunter. No, he's definitely not. It's, I, I, I just don't know if it's going to be his week. Okay. It's not, he's not going to be a DraftKings play. I don't think just because of the way I constructed my, my first draft. I thought about it, but 
yeah, I don't know. I probably, probably maybe an outright play. See what happens with the number. Okay. But yeah, people people are, are picking speed a little bit I because think. of his because of his course history. Okay. You know, for like an outright or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The stats yeah, look good from Valero too. I think that's I a big factor. Yeah, people yeah. are talking about that. Yeah. Like yeah. The, he, yeah, he hasn't been able to putt, but then he made some putts or he gave some approach or something. Yeah, I don't it know. Did, it didn't listening. look like he had it together. Like you, if you like, because I was watching because I still had Woodland live until fucking Sunday, so I'm like watching. And you still watch speed through that weird little uh, warm routine that oh, I don't uh, want to talk about that. Yeah, that 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 we have been drive by on or whatever. Either way, it still doesn't look good, Jeff. I don't care what you say. Uh, and yeah, it, but yeah, numbers look good. He had a good fucking Sunday, man. Saturday didn't look good though. No, but Sunday I was watching good. that. But Sunday looked much better. Yeah, looked good. All right. Well, how about we take a break and then we'll uh, continue breaking things down? All right. Well, listen, it is definitely a hectic time of the year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. And listen, Busiest week of the year for us four right here, and I know uh, everybody who's listening to this is also grinding over it. So listen, when we're done looking over stats, making our bets, picking our cards, building that DFS lineup, Thursday morning, cracking ice cold cores light to relax. All right, look, there's only one beer out there that's made literally to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So, listen, like I just said, when I need to second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Coors, get Coors Light uh, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly and Instacat by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. I think I'm going first in the $8,000 range. So I'll get two guys I like and one guy I don't. So <clears throat> this guy is horribly mispriced. I think we all know this. But, I mean, Gooch. there are a lot of things about Taylor Gooch that kind of work here. I know. I mean, averages over 300 at least last two years of driving business, he's got some enough pop. Iron play looks pretty good, especially from long distance. That's okay. Uh, pretty decent scrambling around the green game. Pretty good out of bunkers. Decent or uh, you know, decent history putting on bent grass too. Good par five scoring average. Good low bogey avoidance rates. So yeah, like listen, he's a debut, and this is a bad price. But if he finishes inside the top twenty, you're probably not going to complain. It's going to be useful. So. I'm okay with it. I mean, honestly, I can kind of look at some other guys in this range. It's kind of an uninspiring range. I mean, like, listen, like Shane Lowry looks great on paper and I like him, but it seems like he is mushed to the moon considering everything that's happened with how his numbers been steamed. So that scares me. But like, yeah, I, I kind of like Taylor Gooch, even though the numbers a little off. And then I just, I really like Neiman this week. It's got really everything I'm looking for length. The scrambling has really improved. Great iron play. And if you want a Riviera, you can, you know, win anywhere. And I know he's popular, but that was one of the first guys as I was doing this. Like I just circled as I just I think he's going to be have a really good week. Uh, like I, we talked about last night on the show, there are certain level jumps as far as when you have certain appearances at the Masters. He's his third Masters. That tends to see a little bit of an expected increase in strokes gain. You know, that starts to see like, all right, maybe this is your breakthrough. So like, and then my phase, Adam Scott, like it's not mm. just. The the mushing as far as everything, 
That's yeah. another guy kind of like a DJ where I identify like a longer hitter, but the round the green game has actually been really bad and I'm just picking nits here. And considering he's got pretty high ownership, I don't like seeing that. Um, I mean, that's been a problem for the last like year and a half with him. So that's my fate in this range, considering I have concerns with that. Like it. Capper, what about you? All right. So I want to be on Lowry, but he just, like you said, he caught too much steam. It, it's just, I, I already have an outright on him. Good enough. No DFS play. Way too chalky. Um, so I'm with you on Neiman, man. You sold me on him last night. And it's 100% on you. You literally sold me on him. So I dug into the stats and everything you said is good. Yep, give it to me. Third year bump. Let's go. Give it to me. A little chalky, but so not chalky. I'm going to go Hatton, man. I lo- First of all, everybody knows he's my guy. Temperamental. I love him to death. He is one of the most entertaining guys in, on the PGA Tour. And listen, he's he's not short, right? He averages a little over 300. He averages over a little 300 uh, a drive, and he's a good long iron player. So he's top 20 in over two in this field top 20 and over 200 and he's 15th in 175 to 200 and he's a guy who can just get lights out with his putter and if something's not cooperating with around the green he will drain the 35 footer for you he will like i don't know man he's one of these intangible guys that i like a lot um yeah dude whatever he's my boy and and the stats back it up and yeah i, I love hatton and he's sub 10 percent. give me fucking terrell hatton like i love i love i love hatton and even um and as far as a fade, I don't know, man. Like, is it like there's, there's like a bunch of low hanging fruit in here? Like, and, and the way most people are doing builds, it's not even going to work. But I guess, I don't know, fucking Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Great analysis. <laughs> no, no, fucking Tiger. Who cares? Like, I, who cares? Like, most of the builds, man, like, you're like, there's maybe what? 40% of the audience who listens to this will even have a pick in here. A lot of people are just going to go two, two, two tens and then get into the sevens and just leave it at that. Like there's going to be a bunch of picked up guys in here uh, who are, who are left alone other than Lowry, especially if they go like, let's say they go JT. Uh, can they go JT Brooks? Can they go JT Brooks Lowry? And then it's what? Like one low six K guy. And two low sevens. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, like, I don't think people like pitch. using the sixes in, in mass and majors. Yeah. I don't think they do. Okay. That would be my take. No, I agree. But, with that. Yeah. Well, I have a, I'm not next though. Wait, what Jeff? Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What? I had what a question got? for you. I yeah. have Lowry. I have Lowry at lower ownership than Neiman. Oh, so am I, mean, I? Am I super off I th- on that? I, no, I it's within it a percent. Like, it's, I, it's I think within cap, a percent. It's so, close, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But yeah, I have within Neiman, a percent. Yeah, I don't have Lowry. I have Lowry at eleven point eight and Neiman at thirteen point four. I got so Lowry I, at. Uh, I got so, Lowry. At, I got Lowry at fourteen and a half, and I okay. got Neiman at fifteen and a half. Okay, can, okay. I, can, I, can right. I jump in here? So what yeah. concerns me is I've been seeing his outright number drop like a stone. And what yeah. my co-host has been telling me is that everybody is tipping Lowry. Yeah. That okay. seems like a recipe for disaster. That's okay. all. Well, him getting steamed by on like bookmaker is a good thing. Like if I, that's, no, I, that's I, expected I get money. that. It just I've seen this, I've seen this yeah. game plenty of times, mm-hmm. and it never ends well with a guy like Lowry. Okay, well, I bet Lowry. Is, I know, I did. I did too. We I all just, have bet Lowry. I'm that's really, that's why I'm really concerned. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. The, that's that's why his DFS is a little different. It, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's only 1% difference between Neiman and Lowry based on where I'm okay. looking at. Now, listen, uh, I haven't, I haven't done the Rick run good, um, uh, coupon code Andy yet. Uh, mm. so I don't, I don't know if your, uh, I don't know if your, uh, projections are a little different. I'm using a different one right now. Okay. Well, the, the, my, they're pretty good. If you want to check them out at some point. I do. I do. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm as lazy. I was just yelling at the, uh, at our listeners for not doing a review for a free stealth driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just as lazy. So, you know, Capper okay. as a, uh, independent contractor, you can write that off on your taxes, the subscription. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy, listen, uh, I, I have enough IRS problems. I'm not doing Re- resident okay. CPA over here. Yes, it is. All right, uh, Jeff, why don't you go then? Uh, give us two guys you like and one guy you don't. I like uh, I like Fino. <laughs> I like Fino to the point where I don't really like anybody else in that range. So, yeah, Or a second person. I think that uh, Fino 8100. I played him in that Valero last week and tracked a lot of his shots and he missed a lot of like three foot putts. Yeah. Which is, I understand that, but I mean, he wasn't terrible and he could have had a, if he finished in the top 20 and showed some life, if he made a couple of three footers, I don't know what conversation is this week. Is Finau, you guys are talking ownership with Lowry and Neiman. Where does Finau fall into that? He's still getting some juice because of the course history. Kind of. Yeah, it's not a lot. He's not not an overwhelming chalk guy in this range. But he's still over 10%. I don't have him as over 10%. So that's the question that I wanted to ask you guys. I have Finau at 8%, but I've had people tell me that Finau is going to be chalk. But I'm not I'm not actually seeing that. So I wanted to ask you because I know Jeff has his Jeff listens to more stuff than us. Is is Finau a guy? Because no, Shane like- Lowry's the guy. Okay. Shane Lowry's the guy in the eights. And but by like what Capra said before, it's like if you roster, you know, two guys in the nines and tens or whatever, it, you I think of the eights in general is just going to get skipped over. Skipped, yep. So, yeah, like, yeah, like, I I think the, the Neiman thing, you know, bank grass, that's a thing. So I don't mind that, but yeah. I had Neiman last year. It was, it was terrible. So, <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Fino. I thought he showed some life and I'm not worried about, you know, I, I if it's going to be length and it's going to be experience and Fino has been really good in majors and if he's not. 15, 20% all in Tony Finau at 8,100. I feel like I'm getting a, I feel like I'm getting a steal. So, but I, and I wouldn't look anywhere else in the eights because just because of the build. Yep. So that's my $8,000. All right. Can I, can I make one quick response to that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, like the ball striking numbers look good. And like, yeah, like, like you referenced the putter has been kind of disastrous, but listen, put him on these greens. Maybe we'll turn around. I think I just looked at his results heading into for all those masters. And this is what stuck out with me is the around the green game is borderline disastrous right now. And before all those masters, they were much better. So that's my only concern with Finau, but that also could be just where he's been playing. So yeah, I mean, like it just, 
that's the red flag of where <clears throat> I just didn't like feed outs when I saw that number. Like I kind of made a fast rule of like, if, if I see that you're kind of out for me, but I don't hate the play. I, I think you make a lot of valid, valid arguments about feed out. Jeff, I hate the play. I think it's fucking terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm probably going to beat you. So maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the masters is not a terrible play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unless he's 20% on, Fair then enough. you're taking a risk. Yeah. But. So are we just, so I feel like we have to talk about Saga. Like we can't just, oh, you eh, fucking asshole. Well, the, hold, uh, hold on. Did, I don't, I don't he, think Andy went. Well, yeah. Jeff just did payback. Like I was going to make it do a Finau thing. And he <laughs> are you on Finau too? I am on Finau. Oh man. I, I like Finau a lot. I was only concerned that, he was going to be chalky, um, but I'm not seeing that. So I like Finau too. I'll say one other case for one other guy, like Louis going to be like 8%. And I don't understand why we care at all about anything that Louis has done leading into this. Like is Louis at a major where he's just finished top five and three of his last four majors. If Louis gets out of the group stage at the match play, isn't he 15%? Yep. Yeah, no chance to get out of the group stage of the match play. He was my one and done. He was fucking terrible. Okay, but how many times has he looked terrible in these events leading up to majors and then contended? Whenever I play him. (laughs) Okay, well, I I think Louis at eight percent is a decent play. You want to talk about somebody that no one's talking about? It's Louis, and he's he's eight percent, and Louis, it's. He's been good here, man. So I'm just Yeah, but he hasn't, done, he hasn't done anything all year. But it doesn't matter, man. Like, he's so good on, like, like he's a guy who. Maybe he's washed up. He's not washed up. He's, he's, he's fucking right. not washed up. You can see somebody. You're who, so who mad at about the match play. I can just tell you're like, what? so. Yeah. You're so mad about the match play. But I, these are, these I try to make a case for Louie. I agree with you. It's low ownership, and he's great in majors, and. It's somebody that you have to look at. I agree with that. But if you look at him and what he's done, and I looked at him for the match play and I made a case for him, I was like, okay, it's time to get going. I know Louie's not a very enthusiastic golfer or whatever, and he's very ho-hum and going about his business, but he's been shit. And he hasn't shown any life whatsoever. And him being low-owned at, what is he? 8,900. It's like a, it's like a trap. Who is it trapping? <laughs> you. <laughs> it's eight, trapping you. 8%, because... 8%, 8% of people, Andy. It's trapping 8% of people. Uh, listen, I think I think Louis is actually a, a good pivot off of Lowry, right? If Lowry gets enough steam, if you already have an outright on him and you want to fade him in DFS, you, a guy who's made four straight cuts here, uh, what, T26, T23, T29, T12, right? And it's Louis and... and you get to know these greens. And this is a guy who I feel confident, which is strange to say after the last like couple of years, like if he's like six feet away, I'm like, that Louis got it. Like I'll yeah. just flip over and move somewhere else. Right. Like it, like I feel like he's got it versus somebody who I have to watch. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, like whatever, who a burger, doesn't matter. Price of anybody. Like I feel Louis is great in that intermediate range between four and like 12 feet. Right, and he and he's played here enough. He knows the greens. All he has to do is get there. He's got a robotic swing, and he can 
replicate it every time. Knows the course. I, I don't hate Louie, actually. I listen, even though Jeff is shitting on my plays, I'm going to defend him in the sense that I understand the logic of if you're playing one lineup, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, Finau's my favorite guy too. I just threw out Louie as another guy in the eights that I'm playing to give the listeners more people. But Finau's my favorite too. And Adam Scott's my fade. But we can talk about Tiger if you want. He's got one T20 this year. Okay. He's thrown nothing. I mean, he's not missing cuts like crazy. You else has one T20 this year? Brooks Kepka. Didn't you see his sweater? His sweater was. And Jordan Spieth has one T20 this year, too. Can I say say something else about Louie? So, two bad shots at the Honda prevented a top 10. He's he fucked up seventeen. He's Saturday fine. And Sunday. Yeah, he's yeah, he's fine. Whatever. He's fine. All and right, so. and Andy, honestly, just looking at the stats, I can see if you like Cantlay, then you like Louie because they're basically kind of the same things. They've been pretty good mm-hmm. off the tee. Uh, they've been disastrous with their irons. They've been scrambling good. Cantlay's been a little better putter. That's it's, cl- it's clean golf. It's clean, clean. golf. It's yeah. going to be weird Boring. this week and elements and. Tiger and it's just it's clean. Go about your business golf. All right. Do, do we do, listen? We don't have to talk about Tiger if we don't want to. Everybody want to pass on Tiger? I, I have nothing to add. I you don't think he'll make the cut. Yeah, I, I say I yes. think so. But then the one that make him a halfway decent DraftKings play. So what do you guys no. think his ownership's going to be? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. So I mean, I'm, I'm just look- asking, I'm asking like a rhetorical question. I'm looking. If you think he's going to make the cut because he's Tiger and he's only missed the cut. Only, only 5%. Well, not really. I'd, I'd disagree with that, Jeff, because if he's 6,500, then yeah, all he needs to do is make the cut. But I think and the guys that are surrounding him can finish score. top five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah, okay. I, I would I would fade him with DFS. Listen, I feel like you just have to say it, and I'm going to put it in the SEO to make sure that people yeah. – <laughs> realize it but yeah like i don't know whatever man great story if he comes out and blows doors great i guess except for fucking golf coverage over, over the weekend and all we get to see is tiger and none of the guys we actually have money on um and even he doesn't i'm sure it's going to be the same way uh so yay all uh, right i'll move on seven thousand hour range yes mm. all right capper kick it Ooh. off give us three Ooh, or four guys you like all right so I think I feel, I feel like I need to talk to you guys about this one first. I need I need I think I need a little help with this. So Seamus Power, the Debbie time, right? Not long off the tee, putts really good on bent grass. Really look good at the match play, Steve. I know you don't fucking take anything from match play. He's only two percent owned. Yeah, two percent owned. This is a guy who was on a hell of a fucking heater, man. And he looked good at the match play. And, and I, if he didn't look good at the match play, maybe I wouldn't think about it. At the players, whatever. T33rd, whatever. And he missed three cuts after coming top 10 at Pebble. But maybe he's just like, I don't know, maybe he's just, I don't know, who knows? Who knows what happened? But at 2% ownership, Seamus Powers, I like it, man. I mean, the guy had one, two, three, four top 10s before like, you know, three missed cuts. Whatever, seven K, and I like Seamus Power. Any thoughts? I have a couple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead. Well, first, well, first of all, uh, we'll be talking about him tomorrow, but uh, it's mostly negative. <laughs> um, so let's go over just what he's done. So yeah. the good golf courses, Sony Open, 
American Express, Pebble Beach, Players, and Austin Country Club. Now, those are kind of shorter tracks. You know, tends to be a little bit, you know, your Kevin Kisner types. And then the ones he sucked, Bay Hill, Riviera, Scottsdale, and we go all the way to the fall, Memorial Park, which is a pretty tough golf course, too. Now, which one is Augusta National more like? Those golf courses or your Pebbles and your Sonys? Yeah, you're fair. That's fair. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Right, fair. Andy, what? How do you want to shit nothing, on it? Nothing to add. No, I'm not going to shit on it either. I think there's better debutantes, but he's low-owned. He's low-owned. He's he's, he's Put him on your first-round leader card. Steve Shermer is right. Yeah, yeah, listen. I, I, I do first-round leaders on my own. Thank you, sir. The uh, and, and I love... I'm just fucking with you, Jeff. Good God. The, um, and I love... I love Siwoo, man. I don't care. Fucking, he's, he's in decent form for Siwoo. I mean, the man finished top 15 last year putting with a three-wood or a five-wood or whatever he did after he snapped his putter like any golfer would want to after missing the putt on the Masters. Um, listen, he's got a decent history here. right? It's not great, but he's made four cuts in a row. He's 7,100. I don't give a fuck. And he's somebody who – he's such a good iron player, and if he has a spike – putting performance week listen he might not win the goddamn thing right but he can definitely he definitely top 20 top 10 and he will score for you he will score for you which is the most important thing that i constantly forget about when i when i'm at my dfs lives man i constantly get confused on my betting brain and my dfs brain like it's i i, I need to be better about separating it um but i love siwoo uh any sub 10 percent fine all day every day and steve you saw me on last night I buried the hatchet with him a couple weeks ago. I'm going Fleetwood, man. Weather, good form. Actually in the U.S. Actually in the U.S. It's insane. 16, 22, and 20. Dude can actually putt. And if it does turn into a win battle, uh, dude, uh, yeah. Give me, give me some Fleetwood in here. That, that's what I'm going to take. But those are my three guys. Nagels is very upset. I know. Dude, his face when you said Fleetwood, who I – I like to, but yeah. now I'm having to reconsider. Well, so I, I have this longstanding beef with Fleetwood for no reason other than the fact that I think he burnt me like one time like three years ago and I swore him off. Like that's it. And, and it was a bet. On this and bet. I think Jeff used Fleetwood recently too, and I think he burned him too. Multiple times he's played Fleetwood no, he's recently. Still, no, no, I just – I Capper's a fraud and I hate that. <laughs> Listen, new information. You're allowed, Call me a fraud again. I will fly to Jersey. And then we'll fucking throat punch you. <laughs> and then we can do karate in the ground. You hate Tommy Fleetwood more than anybody. I don't, though. That's the thing. I, dude, I, I had like, dude, you so check listen. the tapes. You <laughs> check Tommy the tapes. Fleetwood. I listen. I used to hate him. I just check, check the text. I was like, listen, man, I think I'm okay. Kind of so if your different. take is I hate Tommy Fleetwood, and now you're gonna play him because he's had three top 25s. No, like no, no, defense. no. I buried, I buried the hatchet. I buried the hatchet pre TPC. That's fraudulent behavior. So me calling you a fraud is not – that's just that's just the facts. That's such bullshit you're picking, Ty. That's like me picking Rom. <laughs> Wait till you hear my outrights. You're going to be very upset with me. I'm not going to be upset. I'm just All saying. Right. Okay, so I – um, can I talk or no? Yeah, you can go. All right. I was going to play Webb. I looked at Webb, and when – since Sergio won the Masters, Webb has one miscut in a major since then. What was it, like five years? 
his major record has been sensational. I don't know there's an injury record, but now it's about a distance thing. And this golf course that doesn't seem to fit Webb, but he's been good here the last couple of years. So I think I'm going to pivot from Webb. I'm looking at uh, poss- probably Justin Rose, another English guy, capper left. Um, I have to leave too in a second. I got to pick up my food. Okay. It'll just be me and uh, Jeff right here. You go third. I'll be back in 45 seconds. Okay. Oh, All okay. Right. Sounds good. So I was going to continue. I don't know what the owner, I haven't checked. You guys have been talking about ownership all show. I haven't looked at a lot of. Web is probably, Web's probably not going to be owned. No, but I don't like him anymore. Oh, okay. With with this, with this weather report and the length and everything else. I decided, I think we're going to pivot. Probably going to take Rose. He's also 7,500. I like Fleetwood. I've been, yeah, I've been using Fleetwood over the course of the Florida swing. I did consider the fact that this weather might be an issue and it's going to be a difficult golf course and might be low scoring. And I don't want Fleetwood in a 17, 18 under event. I want him like at Bay Hill or a Honda where it's nine, 10 under. I think that's a very solid, sharp play. Maybe not sharp, but solid anyway. Safe, I would say. As safe as Fleetwood goes. And I just, it would suck that if you, Ends up missing the cut, then Capper gives you the oh, I told you all along to tell me Fleetwood sucks. Can't have no, ways, I man. won't do that. Listen, listen. I'll, I, we'll, I, we'll I find out on Monday. I am on record, fucking saying I buried the hatchet with him. I think I bet him on another thing too. Like, listen, I buried the hatchet with him. Like, it, it was a long thing. It's, it's an Irish English thing. It was just fun shtick, dude. And and then I heard him do the interview uh, at TPC, and I was like, I like this dude, man. He's very self-deprecating. Like, he was very humble. Tommy Fleet was the best. Everybody knows that. You're the only guy in the world. It's like, I hate you. It makes sense. The guy's guy's great. He's a great human being. Listen, you don't know that, man. You you have no idea. No, I do know that. No, you don't. I do know that. You have no idea. His wife and Tommy Fleetwood is A+. You've emailed with his wife. Yeah, a couple years ago when I was trying to get to the last one. Yeah, so that's why you like him better than Burger, because Burger's girlfriend was mad at you one time. He's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, God forbid no you hold Yeah, okay. Uh, Steve, you're a big European stats guy. I have a question yes. about Bobby McIntyre. Sure. He sucks. Does he have enough length? Yeah, yes. he's got enough length. Yeah. Is he yeah. considered like a a heavy hitter? Yeah, he he is. I mean, he's it's I think it's like over it's a little over three hundred. So that's good. All right. So yeah, that, that's that's at, that's plenty. Yeah, I was looking at McIntyre. He uh he's been good in majors. He finished twelfth year last year. Got himself an invite back, not in the top 50 in the world, but I also had him at the match play and he was okay, a little sporadic. And Valero. Yeah, what'd I say? You said match play. Okay, I had him at Valero. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I had him at I had him at Valero. And he was Fina. solid. He made the cut. Yeah, he was a little little spotty. He had a, a stretch on Saturday where he bogeyed four holes in a row, and on Sunday he uh, uh, nine. But other than that, he was he was he was around. Saturday he lost. He, Saturday he lost a fucking matchup for me. Yeah, he, I cap, he cost Capper and I some money on Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I am. But Sunday I, he was I, fine. My third piece of nicotine gum. Just want to so, let you know. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at a lot of euros considering the weather. I want to make sure they have enough. Have enough length, and yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff about you know Corey Connors, of course, and Siwoo, but that's what I'm looking at. And yeah, all right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, this is going to be more praise on Tommy Fleetwood. And I kind of talked about it last night Doom. that when I did my little elimination game, he surprisingly stayed at top. Uh, he kind of is doing almost exactly like as far as data wise, what Hideki was doing coming into this year. I think the only difference is that he can actually putt. So yeah, I mean, listen, like the iron play has been good. Good scrambler, good bunker player, got enough length. He averages over 300. That's plenty here. And with the weather, you know, cold, windy, I see fleet would do well in those conditions. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so Paul Casey does not have any ownership just because I think the injury concerns and that's, you know, I think pushes ownership down. I mean, we don't really know what his condition is. He could be completely fine at this point. And the 16, 17 masters to finish in the top 10. He checks a lot of boxes, you know, the ball striking numbers. He's net positive around the green. I think the only concern is that his bunker play leaves a lot to be desired, but I checked in 2017 and he was like 160th in Sansei percentage heading into that masters and finished top 10. So he ended up overcoming it then. Why can't he do it now? So like Paul Casey and then Robert McIntyre, I think he's a tough guy. I know it cost me money last week, and I think I told Capper, don't ever refer to Bobby Mack as my guy again. You literally texted me that, and now you're betting I, it again. You know what? I mean, I think with the, this weather report, and like, what are the majors have been good at? He's been good at the Masters, and he's been good at the Open Championship. I kind of put those two hand in hand. Maybe there's just something is about this golf course that just suits his eye, and it's going to be difficult conditions. I think I want Robert McIntyre in that. So those are my three. Um. Jeff, can you just tell me who you picture? I had to leave for, I'm sorry. I had to leave. I told I the delivery guy, hold yeah. on. I told the delivery guy, I said, Hey, I'm in a meeting. Can you just leave it on the front porch? And he responded back in Chinese letters. So I knew it was a situation. I had to, I had to <laughs> tend to get. immediately. Oh, didn't this happen last time? Too? It, it didn't happen last time. This is my fourth hour straight of podcasting. <laughs> I got to eat after this. Um, who did you pick, Jeff? Because I don't want to say the. You were started to talk about Webb, and then I caught Bobby Mack. Was there anyone in between I missed? Uh, uh, Fleetwood and Rose. Okay. Talk okay. About. Well, um, so I Fleetwood's in my main Millie Maker lineup too, and I, I don't think it's weird because we all agree on him, but I'm telling you, he's not this is the only podcast that is going to spend this much time on Fleetwood. He's not a guy this week. And I think that Fitzpatrick is going to be like 15% and Fleetwood's Easy. going to be like seven and Fleetwood has an underrated Fleetwood has a dirty fucking short game. And he was another guy that I was like, wow, Fleetwood's longer off the tee than you think. And so the issue is the other Two guys that I really like, and you guys asked why I got off JT. Um, the other two guys that I really like ownership is a bit of a concern. So I want to ask you guys if you think these guys are getting too chalky. But the other guy in my main lineup after Fleetwood is, I'm going to give you guys a good stat that you guys could have on rickrumgut.com, but I'll give it to you now here anyway. Um, so the top six players in strokes gain total at Riviera are Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley. Those six players have combined for 39 top 25s, 25 top 10s, three runner-ups, and four wins at Augusta National. I think Max Homa is going to contend this week. I think he's going to have a really, really good week. 
Um, and he's got a, his short game's fine and he's long off the tee and he's above average iron player and he fits the bill. And there's this connection where all these guys that play well at Riviera, you can make this case for Cam Young too, who I trust a little bit less. You can make it for Neiman too, who I also like. But there's this connection with Riviera. And so I don't think the missed cuts at Augusta worry me that much. I think Mac, Augusta is going to be a course that Max Homa is going to play well at in the future year after year. Now, my concern is that I saw him at like 13% or 12%, which is. I got him at 11. Okay, that's a little high for somebody that's 7,100. But remember, you know. It's the Masters. There's only 90 players in the field. Like ownership condenses. I'm my main build is Rom, Cantlay, Finau, Fleetwood. So like, I think I can eat whatever Homa is, and I feel really strongly about can, it. And then, can I, can yeah, I stop go you ahead. For one second. Yeah. So, all right. So your main build is Rom and Cantlay. Yeah. And let's say, like you said, we're doing 15, 20 lineups. So yeah. is that how much JT are you having out of that 50, 20 lineups? Zero. Not playing JT in DraftKings. I've got a lot of Rory, though, and some so, Xander. And- so you're so sure he's going to win, but playing zero DK. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Okay. It's just a different game. It's just it is, you have to right. act. No, like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, even, right. I'm, I'll even give you an example of this. Like, if JT wins... And if Rory finishes third, I still have the advantage. Maybe. Depending on how many parties. There's so many Depends on the scoring. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but it's a different game. And I can't. He's If he's 22, and especially, like, I like Mark Leishman. I think Mark Leishman might be good chalk. I don't know yet. I'm worried about it. But I like Mark Leishman a lot. And I, I think the difference between some of the good plays in the sevens is greater than the difference between the top guys, if that makes sense. No. So sense. that's why it's easier for me to, I have a massive bet on JT, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But I just, at the, it's the ownership game that so I, you, so you, I talk to these like high stake DFS players that probably have me galaxy braining this too much, but I just, that's what I'm doing. No, I mean, look, high stakes players are high stake players for a reason, right? So, um, and I, I am not one of those, right? I have a bunch of check marks next to my name because I got lucky and hit a couple of football ones and one golf one one time. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm much better at, at golf uh, betting than I am at DFS because you're right, it's a different game. But I think if I have such a strong stance on a player, I'm going to go all in yeah, on that player. And it's all or nothing that we get. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. That's fair. Okay. All right. You just, just make me worried about the JT because I love JT and I know you like JT. And now I'm well, like, wait, he's you not shouldn't. You shouldn't be worried about JT. You should be worried about JT if you're starting JT Brooks like you were maybe yeah, yeah, alluding to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you get different. Some of the guys, like you talked about Fleetwood, you talked about Hatton. Like you can 100% get different. Play, play JT. Uh, can you guys tell me what you think about my Homa pick? Because I have a lot of conviction on that. Do you guys not like that? I do like it. I was talking to Kenny about it today, and I think that he's not going to play terrible in majors forever. And that's what I told Kenny, and that's my brother. And uh, he's probably going to play Homa, and I think that's a 
I think that's a fine play. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's like I like it. But his his ownership is that high right now? It's like I let me I got, it's like, I got twelve. Yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah, it's something to th- it's it's something to think about, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's but, not outrageous. it's not outrageous ownership. Yeah. Steve, do you have any strong objections to Oma? Not really strong. I mean, I see where you're going for. He does have some pop and, you know, the iron play looks good. I'm a little more concerned about the short game than you are. I got him losing about 0.15 this year and not very good Sansei percentage. He's not good at the bunkers. Yeah, he also doesn't have good bent grass history either. So that's a little concerning, but I see where you're going. I understand the Riviera connection. There were enough red flags for me to kind of move off him, though. But I I see where you're getting at. Okay, that's fair. Andy, would you play a Homa or Sibu? I mean, it's pretty similar ownership. I I prefer Homa. I will say this: the two guys, the people, smart people that I trust, like Sibu a lot. I, I think Sibu. I I Sibu rated out like really poorly for me. I I can look and check why it was, but. There are a couple people that I talked to that I really trust that really liked him. I think he's gonna get he's gonna be above ten because Pat loves him, and you know he's yeah. gonna check a lot of boxes. But I prefer Homa. Uh, okay. But I but they're smart people that I've talked to that really like Siwoo. Okay. Yeah, like Siwoo's stats look bad, and there's some really ugly results kind of mush into there. I think that's probably why he didn't rate out very well for you. I don't know exactly how yeah. you modeled, but just looking at how I have it on my dashboard, it's a lot of blue and a lot of blue is pretty bad, but I mean, he did play a little better at match play and he played well last week, like kind of like great at match play. I, well, I know. Well, all right. So let me finish. So see, was the type of guy that kind of, he's like the microwave guy tends to get kind of hot and he actually does have pretty good results here. So maybe that's why like people are trying to ride the wave, even though the stats kind of look really ugly because it happens sometimes because see we can have yeah. just disastrous four or five tournament stretches and then just come out and look fine yep. yeah i run my stats long term very yeah. long term for majors mm-hmm. and i have him as like a horrendous long-term <laughs> iron player but i oh, don't yeah. know if i believe oh. that no how, how, how no long way he's a bad iron player I, long yeah. iron player like long that's term gotcha. that's true because gotcha. i i run it I do everything since 2019, and that's yeah. correct. How many rounds do you do, by the way? Just it ask. depends for different stats. I do okay. different I Proximity, for example, I think the only way to look at proximity is long-term. If you're oh. looking at short-term proximity, you're in Looney Tunes land. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I always go back at least three years with that. Yeah, so. okay. All right, All cool. Right. All right, well, why don't we take a break, and then we'll finish to the $6,000 range. All right, listen, did you guys know that browsing online – using only incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data. The hack is advertises your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy and stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet, encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, or more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Putin. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually visible, invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speeds, even your fire stick. Whether I'm at home or on public, I don't go online anymore without IPVanish. And they're offering an incredible 70% off their free, their, their yearly plan to our listeners 
with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Advantage is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP, and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right. Uh, Six thousand hour range, Andy. Why don't you go first uh, as we watch intently how this yeah, uh, how's gonna game's going to turn out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're going to lose. They're those idiots. They were victory lapping too. It was uh, they were up by like fifteen. Yeah, God, those yeah. fucking losers. I'm I'm really I'm really regretting my live bet now. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> I hate, I hate North Carolina. I hate that school. Anyway, no, um, all right, three four okay. guys in the six k range. Okay, line. so. The guy in my main lineup, I'm walking you through my whole lineup, so don't dupe it. Let's dupe it, everybody. Let's dupe it. Assholes. We'll be Eskimo brothers. Is I'm playing Thomas Peters this week, and I don't. I actually, I was close on Bobby Mack. I have Thomas Peters is just like better than Bobby Mack at everything. Yes. Right? Yes. I don't, and I don't follow the European tour that much, but I didn't understand why. He was cheaper that he Peters has won like twice on the European tour, like yeah. in the last Good six ball. months. And Good he hits the ball a fucking mile. Um, yep. He's actually a really good bunker player too, Thomas Peters. Um, I, he's finished fourth at the masters before he's popped in majors before. Uh, I think he's a really good play. I mean, he's not like, He'll be like 6% because Mayo and Jeff bet him. So maybe they'll talk about him a little bit more. They bet him like six months ago, but it's fine. And, and Peters is, I, I think Peters is a good play. He even, he was right there at winged foot too, for a little bit. I don't know if you guys remember bent grass. Also, he faded over the weekend, but I think, I think he can play and I think he, if you're asking what the best bet above a hundred to one is, I think it's Peters. I really do. Um, and then I'll give you another guy that's going to be 2% that isn't in my main lineup, but I think I have a weird, I'm going to bet this guy top 20. I think Ryan Palmer is going to have a really good week at the masters. Steve, you're making a weird face. I bet. Because- so I, I bet okay, Ryan. I, I bet Ryan Palmer last year at the Masters top twenty, and he was in the top twenty of the Masters like all all tournament. And then Until. and then he made a five on sixteen. He hit the ball in the water and finished like t thirty one. Because Ryan Palmer finds water. That's what a, he fucking does. It's a good. This is a good course for Palmer, and he has experience here, and he's a really good long iron player. Like long term proximity, yeah. like. You look at Ryan Palmer over the last three years, like Ryan Palmer is a good iron player and he's 6,500 and no one's going to play him. He's going to be 2% and he can make the cut and he faded over the weekend at Valero. If he plays, if he, he had the lead at the Valero, but, and I looked it, the ball striking was okay over the weekend too. The putter just got ice fucking cold. Right. And so this is a guy that, you know, he's in the lead heading into the weekend for the Valero and it's like, he doesn't exist. 
and he's 6,500 and 2%. I don't, I think it's a good play. So those are the two guys that I really like. And then I got to ask you guys about Woodland. Do you think Woodland garners too much ownership? Because he's playing great. And I think another misconception about Woodland is that Woodland hits the ball low, but I didn't see that. I think Woodland can hit the ball as high as he wants to. He just, he hits it low when he needs to, but that's a guy that could get ownership because he's playing so well. He's also sucked at Augusta though. So maybe that suppresses his ownership. He's already, I've already seen him over, over 10%. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then I won't, I don't need to play Woodland. I really like, I really like Peters and Palmer. I really like Peters and Palmer. I like Palmer that much. I do. I do. Yeah. Palmer will work great in your JT Brooks lineups. Listen, no, I listen. Yeah, maybe, but I, I have somebody worse. Trust me. The, um, all right, okay. all right. Who's next? All right. all right. Jeff hasn't talked in like a half hour. So <laughs> you've been I'm very quiet over there stewing. I'm not stewing. I'm behaving right. myself. I'm just taking it all in. It's because right. Mario well, didn't like fix his fucking Wi Fi. So we need, it needs to be. I'm sorry about that. I got full bullshit here. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Just raise your hand or something if, I can't, if you can't hear me. I'm, I apologize. The. um. When the pricing came out, I kind of put a couple – I made a couple of different groups of guys that I think that may – rightly or wrongly, I don't know if you consider them the same skill set. But I'm like, I I, I put uh, Brian Harmon and Kevin Na there, yep. and then you got uh, Cameron Champ and Thomas Peters. They're longer players. Then you got your Bezaden Hoots and your Mackenzie Hughes. And it's like, okay, what direction am I going to go in? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna group it, so yeah, if we're talking about if we're gonna decide that distance is gonna be uh, of importance because of the way this, the golf course is gonna play this week, despite the fact that uh, Harmon and Na each have twelfth place finishes here, yeah, I I could see the Peters argument. Cameron Champ hasn't done anything all year; he was hurt, but. He plays this golf course well. Mm-hmm. So maybe Peters is not bad. I kind of like uh I kind of like Seb Straka. That guy's got okay. a little place. That guy's got a little place on my heart. First, first round right. the Olympics. First round Olympics. Yeah. Six, I remember Would it be nice if you remember what happened at the Olympics? Seb Straka was first round leader. And then Zandlin. I'm kind of hoping I sexed my brother today. I'm like, why don't we bet Seb Straka first round leader? And maybe that'll just be good, good karma. Good juju, good juju, yeah. for yeah. juju purposes. Yeah. So, but I don't think I have to go into the sixes actually. But there's a name for you because if it's not going to play to the strengths of a Kevin Na or a Mackenzie Hughes and those skill sets, I can see the Peters thing, Woodland Palmer. Yeah, okay. But I like Substraka, and we'll we'll see what happens. Love it. Okay. All right. Love it. My time to go. Have at it. Okay. So the reason why I get the funny face, Andy, is because, uh, well, because I also like Ryan Palmer, and I thought Let's go. I was going to be alone on it. I mean, I, I don't have much to add to it other than the fact that he's got sneaky good Masters history. He's got four top 40 finishes, including the 10th place finish. I mean, he kind of laid it out right there. The ball striking numbers look good. Like, like down this range, I just tried looking like, all right, do you got pop? Are you net positive with around the green game? Do you have a good long iron play? Kind of sticks out. And, yeah, listen, Valeri kind of shows some signs of life. 
I think for six five hundred bucks, it's fine. I also like Peters. Uh, I think the only thing I have to add with that is if I'm relying on that 2017 Masters, he was fourth there. I actually just watched uh, that full broadcast there, and I think he do some more <laughs> things. So I have nothing to add there. And then, you know, again, <clears throat> like I just mentioned, a little bit of pop, decent long iron play, good around the green. I know this guy kind of sucks. I think Jeff Nagel thinks he sucks, but HV3 kind of checks a lot of those boxes. I and like him too. Yes. Guy. Fuck, I like him yes. too. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Like in, in this Nagel's sea of like, him. he's not yeah. bad at golf. Right. And these debut guide, I just like, I like, those are my main skill sets I'm looking at. And he checks the boxes. So I'll take it. Yeah. He's so, a freaking chump. Yeah. When, listen, you, listen, why do you hate him? First of all, he's, he's one of the most likable fucking guys on tour has some of the best goddamn cleats on tour. Like, Oh, that's and, great. Okay. He's 10th. Uh, he's 10th in proximity from 175 uh, to 200. He's 28th from 200 plus. He's in really good form. He just won a huge event over in Saudi. He's always sniffing in the first couple of rounds. You can do a hell of a lot worse for uh, the price point that he's at. Like yeah. why do you, at 6600? Why don't why don't you like him? Because he's played 229 events in his life and he's got 16 top tens. That's why. I mean, I look at the other guys in the sixes. It's yeah. like I and look at his recent the question is, why don't I like him? I don't like him because in 200 tenths, the guy's got 16 career top tens. He sucks. And I'm not going to I'm not going to just what he just won in fucking. Cares? I can't. Also, it's it's the same thing as everybody. It's the same thing with with with. With Hoagie and Spawn and List and Varner and Tringali and all those, if you don't understand the point, I can't help you. So okay? List who just won, Hoagie who just won, like all they just guys. suck. Like and, and like he was just good. Like what? What did he T three? Like after he won, like, uh, like also. First of all, two questions too. Like first of all, context matters. Like yes. I, like I understand. Like. 20% Harold Varner is fucking bad news. That's yeah. dumb. But, and that happens 4%. sometimes. 4% but he's 4% and he's 6,600. And the other thing I don't get about the Varner hate is like, John Rom, probably a bad dude. At least he acts that way in front of children on golf courses. Oh, Daniel Berger, it, don't, Daniel don't, Berger don't. might be a bad dude too. Like Harold Varner's like salt of the earth. Like I actually, one of my good friends that I just went on a golf trip with works at JP Morgan and, and Varner is sponsored by them and they do a lot of corporate events together. He's like, I can get Varner on your podcast in a second. He's like the nicest guy I've ever met. He does all this shit for charity. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you, what do you have against yeah. Varner? He's like the nicest guy on the PGA tour. Dude, he's so awesome. And he's like down to earth. He rocks Jordan's like, and he, he brings, he brings minorities into it. Like it's, it's it, everything he does is awesome. And he's so easy to fucking root for. I don't understand how anyone can hate HB three, but well, when I'll, you get DraftKings points for your charity work, then I'll consider <laughs> until then it doesn't matter. It's I'm basing it on skill and everybody loves him. And I understand. And yeah, he might be the nicest guy in the world. That doesn't mean that he's going to finish, make a cut and finish in the top 20. It's like the fourth major. This guy's ever fucking played. All right, you know, Jeff. Second, second All right, Jeff. time he's oh, been in a final Jeff. group, maybe. I know, I know. Andy Beth won. Page, 2019. Patrick Cantlay. That's one time. Group. That's one time in eight years. 
right. That's All what right. you're counting on? I know Andy wants I know Andy wants a rematch on a charity bet. And Nagels, you're 0-2 versus me on a charity bet. Would you like to make a charity bet that HV3 finishes top 35? No. Why not? This is not my He's case. a terrible player, and you don't know why anybody's picking him. I mean, top 35, I feel like. You guys good. asked me the question. You asked me why Why don't I like Harold Varner III. I don't like him because I don't think he's a great golfer, and he gets over exposed. He, he just wants to take, a, chari- bet, take a charity bet with Seth Straka. Yeah. What do you want to it's do not Straka? that important to me. That's not the point. I, you make it sound like I don't hate the guy. I just I just I, I just don't play that way. I get I get what you're saying, but it's context. This is not like I understand Varner gets overowned when he shouldn't at dumb events. This is not like that. Right. It's different. You got to separate the two. This isn't a 20% Harold Varner at the Heritage who shoots 77. If you want to play Harold Varner at the Masters, go ahead. I don't care. Okay. Play him. Play him. Fine. Roster him. Do whatever you bet him. I don't care. I'm just, you ask me why I don't like him. I don't like him because. He has a very, very, very low success rate. And I'm not going to play him hoping that I'm going to play him this week and this is the week that it's going to work out because it doesn't happen very often. That's why I'm not playing him. If you want to play him, go ahead. But I I think if he finishes top four, he has a good result at his price point. All right. I hope it works out. Harold Varner has three times the amount of career top tens as Seb Straka. We'll close on that. And uh, so, so, uh, so did Harold Varner. Yeah, HV three is in a in a a better field. Real humanitarian. That Harold Varner going over to Saudi. Yeah, real humanitarian. Yeah, that's what Xander was going. Right? How did he do over there? Did 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 HV three beat Xander over there? Yeah. So okay. What? All right. All right. I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here commenting. We we feel it's charity work. I'm not. I'm not talking about charity work either. I'm saying he's a fucking good golfer, rounding the form, who's yeah, tenth in proximity from 175 to 200, twentieth in 200 plus. He's a good fucking form. He won that event in Saudi, and he's played okay. He's fucking sixty six hundred dollars. It's a great fucking play, and he's play. not highly owned. Period. Go for it. Go for it. Put him in with JT Brooks Lowry. Go for it. Put him. I cannot wait to duck on you again this week. Yeah. Go to it. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. I guess scam champ. Yeah. I kind of trust EVR more than Cam Champ right now. Am I crazy for that? So I just don't. I never trust EVR ever. Yeah, I feel like he's one of those guys. It's like show me on the doll where he hurt you. Like I'm pretty sure like I was heavy on him like a couple of years ago, and he just burned me constantly over and over and over again. Um, and I, listen, I'm with you on Peters as well. So I, I like so Peters was one of my guys. I'm not going to talk about him anymore. We've already talked about him. Highly tempered guy. Love him. Love guys who smash clubs. Love guys who like want to win as much as I want them to win. I don't know if that makes sense, but like. 
I want my golfer to want to win as much as I want the guy who I have money on to win. So yeah, I, listen, I love I love Peters, and I mean Chip. I mean he's been in shitty form every time he's come in here because he's Cameron Champ. Yeah, and he still does okay, and he's super long off the tee, and yeah, why not? Why not? At I like it. A two percent ownership. Yeah, I was looking at him too. I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll abstain my opinion. I'm not fair and biased on this issue. No, you you hate Cam Champ. I, 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 I don't really respect his game. Yeah, but listen, he, he's won in the last year, and for whatever reason, he plays well here. Okay. So, yeah, that's Steve it. Steve I mean, also it, hates people who does do a lot of good work for the community. <laughs> 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 no, I actually, instead of him being, not being on social media, I actually had no idea. I just judge based on the results and what's on my page. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I've just never been a fan. Yeah, well, listen, Cam Champ is a definitely a good dude, and yeah, no question. I can. He was I, the first PGA Tour player to to say something about Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. But Steve thinks he sucks. Oh, don't Andy, don't do that. <laughs> Not in life. No. Maybe golf. I'm gonna. Have to. Not in life though. Okay. All right. Why don't we take our break and then we'll start going our outrights. All right. Uh, outrights. Yep. All right, stable duel. There's never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up a leaderboard, and you can win as much as 40k with one entry. So, listen, you don't know anything about the horses? You don't have to worry about it. The app gives you clear data on on the horses to select <laughs> to build your best strategy the app is free to download at stable multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games and tracks all over the u.s get in the app create your account and stop building your stables today invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables you can even follow them in our app and we can compare our stats download the stable tool.com uh you can and you see how many winners you can put in the stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. And don't forget Prop Swap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. Masters Week is here. If you haven't been able to tell, if you haven't used Prop Swap and to go for the green, then you are missing out. Prop Swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers, then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. Uh, this Allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. Go to PropSwap.com and download the free PropSwap app today. They got fantastic features like the filtered listed tickets uh, so you can find the best value when all the big sales are going on. And the red hot tickets are up. And the loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash. And, of course, a first deposit cash match when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Outright time. So, Jeff, why don't we start with you? So what outrights you got played right now? Oh, I bet Kokrak um, back, <laughs> uh, yeah. back in, like, January. My, my, our preview show with Andy, I got, he was 100 to 1. I bet him then. Mike, I don't have a lot. I, I think that's the only outright at the Masters I have. I also have him at the PGA. But Wait, uh, the only outright you have right now? Yeah, I don't place my bets till Wednesday night. All right, so, so what are you considering then? 
I am probably going to bet uh, Rory and Xander uh, more more uncomfortable than usual and not bet guys, you know, lower down. I'm probably just going to hit those two guys and we'll see. My brother, who's gotten a little bit of run here. My oh, hate- listen, your brother, your brother is very sharp. I like him. I love Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ken. What do you know about my brother? He, 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 he tweets me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very sharp. But yeah, he's, got, sharp. Um, sharp he's got a couple of football parlays with about five different guys. With Colin and Brooks and Xander and JT and somebody else. Maybe Rory. Or Spieth. No, probably Spieth. Where he's got like uh, three or four NFL games or five with these guys. There was a really annoying to put him in, but he's got these these five guys at 300 to one, 250 to one. Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. I know. He's very excited. He's really been counting down the days waiting for the, uh, <laughs> the Masters. So, but I like, uh, I like Xander. I like uh, Rory. And I'm hoping that it's my time. And I'm kind of putting all my eggs in that basket. So, Love it. That's my all right. You guys are good? That's good. All right, Andy, how about you? Uh, JT 14, Cantlay 25, Lowry 80. That's it. That's good that's Lowry it? number. Yeah. That's a really good I, I saw I saw Lowry under 30 today. <laughs> I know. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was tempted to overexpose myself after, you know, I'm swimming in spawn money over here, but, um, (laughs) you know, I, even someone, I'll, no one respects the spawn win, uh, which is such bullshit, by the way, the money spends the fucking same. Well, I was going to say like a 210 to one, like probably hope to hit that. Like what? Once every five years. Oh, a decade. Sure. How about it's never going to happen? How about sure. ever? How about yeah. yeah? How about how about? Yeah. I never thought I would hit that. I talked about it on our show the other night. I was like, so I hit my whatever it was one fifty to one first round lead of Sun Kang, and I was like, that's ten points better than a Sun Kang first round lead. Like insane. Well, I I brought this. I brought it up to say that I have a tradition of by Wednesday. I talk a lot with not just Jeff, but our, our friend Xander Legion. And by Wednesday, I usually get kind of antsy on, on him. So I, I, there's a good chance I'll have an unofficial bet on, on Xander as well. Don't make it unofficial. Just make it official. No, I'm not going to put it on the, no. Okay. You can, you I can think Cantlay is can a better bet. Eh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm. All right. So if I don't know if you guys listened last night, uh, so I basically went through the exercise of just eliminating guys and I didn't do like, all right, you had to finish at this event or like this X. I just said, okay, look to the last 10 masters winners. I've been doing stats wise coming in and then I met minimum benchmarks and I started chopping guys. I came to six guys and I kind of looked and I realized it kind of fit how I kind of want to bet this week. It's the Masters, so I kind of expanded a little bit, you know, as far as how much I'm laying. So I just wanted those six guys. So right at the top, JT 14-1. I don't feel like waiting anymore. I don't think that number is getting any lower. I decided to bet it. 
Um, I got a Rory at 21 to one. So I decided to just fit it there that I don't really care about what happened last week. The Valero, um, I decided to pull the trigger on Xander at 25. That was another guy that made the cut. I don't think it's going to go to 30. I think there's going to be enough. Yeah. Like just people look at the odds. We're like, wait, Xander Shoffley awesome here. He's 25. And I think the books know it. So that's good. And then I it went down the card a little bit. Uh, Shane Lowry appeared on that little elimination chart too. And I got it at 66. It's now down to like 40, 35. Um, I don't know how good I feel about that anymore, but I am trusting what I came up with. Um, I know Tommy Fleetwood's not actually going to win the Masters, but the fact, <laughs> but I, tr- I, but I trust myself, and I saw a hundred to one on him, and what if? So I bet that, and then Gary Woodland was the last guy, one hundred twenty-five to one on him. I just think he's been playing great, and I know the Masters history kind of sucks, but he's got a ton of experience. And you know what? Listen, let's look at some guys who've actually won the Masters recently. Danny Willett had no experience. Patrick Reed won despite any like you know not really great course history. Sergio, I know he had a couple top tens like back in the early 2000s, but that was never the major everyone thought he was going to win. Sometimes just things just kind of fall into place and click for him. And 125 to one for a guy who's playing awesome this year, I'm fine. Can I say one thing about Gary Woodland, by the way? Capper, you've been pissing me off every time you reference the Bay Hill, that bunker on 17. He was <clears throat> on the downside of that bunker, short-sighted, partially buried and you had ptsd about his bunker play he, what do you expect him to do there hold on he did it again down the stretch in texas i don't know if he you did. guys noticed i did, did. i missed that I he did. left did. it in the bunker he again did. down he the stretch in, in texas bunker. yes <laughs> well i was on my near death that this week so i must have yeah. missed that but i bet you always talk about the bay hill thing and i think that's unfair it's fine you go Every, everybody in that bunker was going long that's by the way they, just to come full circle maybe the bunkers are are, are important in texas possibly Imagine, imagine Sam play being important. Mm. So weird. So okay. my outrights, uh, I got, I got a football bet on JT. <laughs> um, I got Hatton at 66. I got Lowry at 50, just because I was afraid it was going to get steamed down. I bet it this morning. Uh, Siwoo at 90. Xander at 25. And wow. I need to, yeah, I need to make a decision on. Because look, so JT's my biggest bet. Everything else is like a quarter unit to a half a unit. So I got a room for two more units because it's a Masters week. I just hit first round leader. Yeah. Fucking Russell Knox. I got fucking. Oh, I got congrats on that. I don't think I ever congratulated you on that. Good hit. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> the, um, so I can get Rom at 13 to 1 I just looked at. And that's so tempting to me. So tempting. Yeah. Or. I could just go with my initial gut and don't wait for the m- number to move and get Brooks at 20 and call it a day. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But all, everybody here hates fucking Brooks. So I almost want to bet Brooks just in case he does win, and then I can just throw it in everybody's face. Yeah, you and Sobel. Yeah. yeah, but here's the deal. So I was off of Brooks, but then the Anderker said there's no chance he can win. It just evens it out. Yeah. 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 So it like neutralizes it. Yeah. Uh, Rom, you know, one, one thing that Colin said today made me worry even more about Rom, where Colin was asked in the press conference about oh, uh, the, hero, press conference. the Hero World Challenge and, and whether players 
are aware about the world rankings and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just like, do we know what Rom has to do to overtake Sheffler? I, I think he's going to finish top five or top 10. I do. Okay. Okay. So t- maybe, maybe top five Rom. Yeah. That looks like, but bro, how about, how about that weird? Did you see that? The, the Colin Morikawa thing when they were like, yo, when he did that weird interview, like the guy was like, it seemed drunk. Yeah, I re- I read the transcript. I didn't see oh, it. No, no, you need want to watch it. Yeah, a- anyone want to fill me in on this? <laughs> so he got this, some strange questions at a press conference. Some guy was just really <laughs> asking weird stuff. I asked him if he was getting married and is he worried about that ruining ruining his career? Or basically, yeah, uh, because guys get married and things have gone awry, or you're gonna have kids, or something like along those lines. And he was gave a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of intro to these weird, really weird questions. It was it seemed like a like a it was very uh, super uncomfortable. Like, yeah, uncomfortable. It, was, it was weird. It was like uh, like I don't want to say that, but it was it was it was weird. All right, so a bunch All of right. bullshit. All, All right, right, bunch of bullshit. All right, so I'll write out Andy. You got anything else you want to add? No. This was a blast. How do we was it like two hours and fifteen? Yeah, we're we're at two oh eight and after yeah. the plugs and yeah, yeah, ash grabbery at the end here. Yeah, it'll be two fifteen. All right. Well Jeff? I that's no, that's no, no, all no, no, I no, have no, to no, add. Add. All right, you add Jeff, you pay attention. I'm paying attention. No, thanks for having me on the show. It's always great to talk to you. I wish you nothing but the best of luck this week. And wish me the luck. And let's great. just have ourselves. Let's enjoy Masters Week. Let's enjoy Masters Thanks for Week. having me, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right, Andy, plug all of your stuff. I know people say that uh, Rick is uh, the hardest working guy in golf, and Pat Mayo is the hardest working guy in golf. I disagree. I think you are the hardest working guy in golf. So tell everybody where they can find you, and whether it's earlier stuff of the week and moving forward, let them know where they can find you, man. I appreciate that, man. Um, I I think most people like Twitter has everything for me. ADP Lack Sports. Um, I'm doing a giveaway on my podcast too. So if you want to take two set, it's not an eight hundred dollar stealth driver, but I'm giving away free money on PayPal. So if you want to spend two seconds to give my podcast a review, I only do this on the majors. Uh, this is, as you mentioned, this is our biggest chance to help try and grow what we do is these major weeks. So it, you know, it means a lot when you guys support us during these weeks. Um, and, and all my stuff, rickrungood.com. It's a great time to sign up promo code. Andy, I alluded to how I'm in the lab with these ownership projections. I've made it like my hobby as if I needed another hobby, but I'm really trying to get good at these ownership projections. So, um, rickrungood.com coupon code andy and and everything else you can find for me on twitter all right jeff yes sir where can they find you sir just uh 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 nagels bagels you know on the youtube and twitter tomorrow night i'm doing a special little uh interview with andy pope who played on the corn ferry tour last year oh nice we're gonna do a little master's preview tomorrow just break down some stuff he likes to gamble so we'll see how that goes. And I'm doing my show Wednesday night. Uh, we'll do the full, we'll go through the field. We'll do a full lineup to everything else. And uh, 
We'll see. We'll see if anything changes in the next couple of days. But I like I like the way my my head's going. And like I said, I took a walk today, and I feel like this. There's something in the air, man. There's this. This might. This might actually be it. This might so, be it. We'll see. Love you, buddy. All right, Steve. Anything? Uh, no. We'll be back next or uh, tomorrow night with our uh, pick show, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll finish out the betting card. All right. Well, listen. That's it, guys. Listen. Go find Andy and is. You can find him anywhere with all his goddamn content and make sure to go listen to uh, Jeff. Listen, great YouTube show. You don't have to watch it at eight o'clock. You can rewatch it like I do. Uh, Shop dude yells at uh, a bunch of assholes on YouTube. It's fucking great. I love it. And uh, listen, uh, two of the sharpest minds in the industry just gave you guys what's going on. Uh, Jeff, not you, Andy and and Steve. So listen, man, take this info in, do it. Let's go. We're giving away a free stealth driving lazy shits. Go make a go make a review. And uh, other than that, man, listen, it's Masters Week. It's Masters Week. This is the best week of the year. Let's fucking go. Right.